And we're back again with another episode of Cut Talk Podcast. Today we have a special guest, somebody who's been on the podcast before, but he's back again. You want to introduce yourself? Slide Darko, entering the Matrix. Uh, you hear that sound, that means that we're, we're entering the Matrix again, but this time we're entering it from a different dimension. Today's topic, we're going to talk about the Matrix of our mind, specifically when we're asleep. We're talking about dreams. We're talking about things that happen when people sleep. Strange things like lucid dreaming. Uh, what else? You got sleep paralysis. Uh, Sly, would you say that astral projection kind of falls in that category? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. This reminds me of this story that I heard. I don't remember the name of the project right now, but I believe it was a CIA or FBI, you know, one of those top secret, uh, what is it called, projects? And, mm-hmm. um, shit, I can't remember the name right now, but it was, uh, they were saying that there's this thing called, uh, fuck, what's the name? It's not astral projection, it's called, uh, uh, location, some shit. Basically, you could transfer your, you could take your conscience out your body and move around, and they were saying that, they, the FBI had spoke about using it or some shit and uh, you could look this up by the way I know it sounds crazy as fuck but they fucking like you could jump out your body walk through a wall and listen in on like your enemies having a meeting or some shit and they said that this is backed up by like supposedly somebody said that they were having a meeting and they seen somebody one second and the next second the person was gone so it's like that makes you question the power of the consciousness you know like Every day you're just awake, but you don't. You know how people used to have that myth where they're like, you only use ten percent of your brain. You used to hear that one back in the day. You ever heard that one, noob? Yeah. What do you think about uh, that? Uh, while I look it up, what do you think about that? It's like transmitting your consciousness out of body experience. Do you think that might be possible in some way to unlock that part of the brain where you could just like move around without your actually body, your actual body? Well, I mean. Yeah, it sounds crazy, but then it's like, cause I remember young when I was younger, when I was like in high school, like my final years of high school, like I got really into like meditation. Remember with the whole Beast Coast movement and the whole like third eye and all that stuff. So I really got into meditation and I remember like, I thought meditation was going to be easy. I thought it was like those, those, you know, the general fucking TV show where it's like, um, type of stuff, you know, but then it's, it's a lot harder than yeah. it seems like you got to like fully yeah, you got to fully clear your mind. Your mind has to be completely blank in order for you to meditate. It's not like you're just sitting there and just humming. No, you got to clear your mind completely. And I remember when I was younger, it took like it took like months for me to finally get like 15 minutes or 20 minutes of meditation. Like just that short period of time just to meditate. You know what I mean? And then I remember what, during those times of the meditation, like you feel your body just lighting up. Like it just feels like it's it's way lighter. Like it's like a like a weight lifted off your shoulders and then your mind just, even though it's blank, it feels like it's in multiple places at once while it's blank. You know what I mean? So it's like, and I remember even during that time, my dreams became a lot more lucid as well. I was able to, to control things in my dreams. And I remember I was like, oh, wow, like these two working in sync because just the fact that I was able to meditate for 15 to 20 minutes and, and, and fully feel you feel like, like basically yeah. like, like, like a, a 
how you put it, like a nostalgic feeling almost, like mm-hmm. like you're okay, you're safe. And then once Let I started dreaming, a question real quick, bro, uh-huh. like just because you're on the topic. So you know how you spoke about like being two places at once or going through, like in a sense, like yeah, when you meditate and close your eyes, you're no longer and you like after first you get you feel like oh immediately you're like oh I'm sitting down, you know I'm just mm-hmm. meditating, breathing, I'm trying to stay calm. But after a while you just you lose the body experience and then you're more in your mind type shit. So. Do you think, like, in a way, you're traveling through time at that moment instead of space? Like, you know how you're saying nostalgia. You could start. You could start going through your memories. You could think about maybe the future in some ways. Like, you know how people say manifesting your future. Like, you can imagine yourself completing something in the future. So, do you think you're moving that through another dimension when you're reaching that like point in the meditation? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. To- and the other it's reason kinda, why I bring it up huh. real quick is because people say like, oh, like I've heard runners say that, they, you know, when they're running and shit, they get to a point where they're like more in their mind than they're in their body. Like they just kind of forget about the running part. And they say that in that way, it goes by like hella quick. So in a way, like them leaving their mind, that kind of moves them through time in another way, you know, but I don't know, it's just an idea. But what do you think about that? Yeah, with the whole running thing, I think it's just what like they say, the mind over over anything. Because they even say that while you're hit, working out or anything, you're, you're, you you have the potential to go harder. You, you, you could push yourself to higher limits, but your mind doesn't allow you to. Your mind is the one that tells you you're too, that's it. You reach your limit and everything. So that's what they always say, mind over, I mean, muscle over mind or whatever, body over mind. Because your body can still keep on going, but your mind is telling you you reached your limits. Yeah. That's so I think obstacle. even... Yeah, so with the whole meditation <clears throat> thing, like uh, there was times where I'll be meditating, and I remember I felt like I was, even though I was sitting down and not moving at all, and on a hardened surface, I felt like I was on a boat rocking. Like my body, even though my body wasn't moving, I felt the motion, like kind of like that my my equilibrium was just like shifting. And then I remember that that would catch me by surprise, but I would still stay on that one focus that my mind was clear. Yeah, for and sure. it just, but at the same time, it would feel like 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 i said a nostalgic feeling like like i've been there but i haven't been there but i don't know where i'm at because I, my mind is still blank it's just my whole surround i feel like my surroundings were changing but i wasn't you hear me that reminds me of uh, one time i was watching this video and they were talking about how earth is spinning really like super fast but since we're so small and like you know the the gravity and everything we can't feel it Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, like, if you just close your eyes and imagine, like, that we're moving through space, like what you're saying, like, you feel that, like, you feel that, like, experience where you're like, oh, shit, like, we're just going through something in life, you know, and, and I think, I think that's a place that people think about a lot, like, even since you were a kid, you probably had that conscious thought in the back of your head, but, like, that's what makes it feel nostalgic, the way that you're saying this, like, you know, it, it as much as you go places in, in the physical world, the place where you go mentally is usually always the same, which is your mind, you know, whatever, whatever that is, your imagination, your thoughts, you know, like, uh, so that's, that's like a, a way to look at it. You know, you got, you're always two places at once. You're always in your head, but then you're always wherever you are physically. So that's, that's something to think about. Yeah. Cause I mean, like there's times where I got nostalgia off of a smell or off of sounds. Like the other day I heard the, uh, I don't even remember the game smugglers run. Oh yeah, I remember that game. That game's dope. Shout out to everybody who knows about Smugglers Run. And that, that, bro, that, remember, remember there was that, that sound that was like, mm. yeah, you would just like be that. buzzing down the sand. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. bro. I remember I heard that that I was watch. I was going down YouTube, and then it just popped up out of nowhere, and I was like, "What the hell?" And I clicked it, and that one specific song that I had in my mind popped. I ended up being one of the two songs there, and I remember it just took me back to like when I was a kid, and I was like, "Whoa!" Like it was just a good feeling. Yeah, you know I mean? remember then, when we were just young and fucking without a care in the world, like they say. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely think that, and then um. Yeah, but then it's also, it also, it also, it also brings up the topic about nightmares. If, 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 you know, if dreams are, are like basically your conscious mind and why do nightmares happen? Like what causes nightmares? Yeah. Cause nightmare, nightmares are unexplained, unexplained terrors. They're like, and they're, po- they, they say that everything you dream about is something that you've seen or something that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's what they say. You, you can't dream of somebody that you've never seen. Yeah. You can't. Which you, I, I like Which when I don't you say agree. you can't think of a color that you've never seen or that doesn't exist, you know, like, you, you they, if you say right now, like, think of a new color, you're automatically going to think of a color you've already seen, and if you try to make a new one, it's probably a color you've already seen anyways, you know, we don't have that, that capability in our mind. We have but then blind right people, there. blind people still have dreams, and they've, and there's people that have been blind since birth, and they still have dreams. They have the, the, the what is it, rapid eye movement? State, which oh, means yeah. they're they're in a they're in a deep state of dreaming. That's interesting. So they too. still they still have dreams and what I mean they they've never seen colors. They never seen. And I'm talking about the people that were blind since since their since birth, not the ones that like had some vision and then they lost it throughout their life. Because then they still have some type some something to to tether to. They, they know what certain things are. You get me? I'm yeah. talking about the ones that There's that were born blind. Like that's the thing. There's a base. Usually, but that's the thing, you know, that's interesting that you bring up blind people because I was going to try to say that, make the point that they say that, you know, you can only uh, dream of what you've seen or what you've experienced. But then again, you know, a blind person also having dreams would that would their dreams always be just sound and no sight, you know, or is the human? I mean, what if his mind has a whole idea of what the world looks like you know but obviously mm-hmm. he can't see it but he might be able to come up with some idea in his head but then you will wonder like what is his idea you know and the thing is that if you gave him a pen and a paper he wouldn't be able to draw it out because he couldn't see the the paper to draw what he sees in his mind you know so it's interesting it's like you know in that way like blind people have that that experience of their imagination is fresh unlike ours like when we try to imagine something it's already based in reality or what we perceive as reality so yeah know, but even then like when you read no a book in reality yeah when yeah. you read a book when you read a book right like yeah you're not you, seeing you what's pick, happening you're imagining yeah you're imagining it and i i i like the time that i read uh the outsiders and then i seen the movie the movie the characters in my That's mind for that for the for the book did not match the characters for the movie pony bang you know I me mean? and then yeah. so it's, I feel like it's kind of the same thing, but it's just these people don't really have like the blind the blind people don't really have anything to to compare it to. So it's just how like how, whatever they imagine in their mind yeah. is like a whole nother universe, and it's a whole nother yeah, it's a whole that. nother universe because if you, they, like we're taught geometry and certain things where we make sense of shapes, we make sense of numbers of how things look. A lot of it is based off of the way things look. Or mm-hmm. understanding like the dimensions of certain things, so not having the, that capability, like you know, what kind of thoughts can you produce without that understanding? Or maybe there's people who are capable of understanding it without even seeing it, you know, in a strange way. I don't even know if that's possible, but yeah, yeah, 
Like, because if you think about it, like, we also have that where people can invent things, you know? And if you're inventing something, if it's not so much, like, if you invent a product, for example, like creating the iPhone, you know, that, that has some aspect of imagining something new, creating something from scratch, you know? But people would say, like, the parts that come in it, are just so it's gonna look something like the technology that we have at the time which is like chips motherboards so now you got to create something that's that could contain all that inside of it you know so it's like there there's imagination but then there's limitations at the same time so if you don't have those limitations then the imagination could just keep on going forever so it's crazy yeah but like even with uh albert einstein right albert einstein had a dream that he was he was traveling through, through space he he had a dream that he was there was a bunch of lights and he began to travel and all the lights are passing on by these dots of light are passing on by and this is way back in the time before they even came up with the with the relativity theory because he's the one that came up with it. You know I mean? This yeah. is when he was a young boy when he was a young boy and he he seen that. So how do they explain that if he's never been there? How did he? You know, unless there's another conspiracy that he's been in space and blah 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 blah. But right. we're saying like, he's like <laughs> yeah, let's yeah. just say like if we go off whatever facts we were given and everything, he's never supposed to have been in space yet. He had a, he had a he had a dream of space. Right. Yeah. He was. He's never seen it or been there yet. He's able to predict everything or predict a, mm-hmm. a majority of things mm-hmm. so far that we know. You know, but he's his sign. He's able. It's like uh, Newton. You know, Isaac Newton. He created calculus. Like mm-hmm. that's that's one of the most extreme examples of using your imagination to create something, you know. So, uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting point about because the mind itself, you know, we we did we take it down, we reduce it to like what we see, what we can feel, because those are our senses, you know. So that's how we experience the world. But the mind itself is something completely different, you know. It's like what controls the whole system. So, you know, obviously the mind, the brain only needs itself and the heart, you know, to survive. So. It's interesting to think about. So when we, you know, in a way, when we're meditating, we are, you know, just our mind and and whatever is inside of it, you know, our imagination, the consciousness. That's a big uh, debate in science, too, whatever consciousness is. What do you think about that? Do you think uh, consciousness is, uh, like, you, you know what people say, is there free will? You, you think there's free will or do you think there's some uh, predetermined aspects to it? Man... Or do you feel like you're in control of everything? Because I mean, that's I feel what like, some people say, you know. I feel like you're in control of everything. It's just it's it's a lot easier for others to make actions than, than I mean, because it's like some people use either religion or some people use logic or other things to to determine their actions, right, and right. they believe you get me. And then in some way, kind of it's it's always on their it's always in the back of their mind. You get me? Because even then, like. Somebody that's never, that's always believed murder is wrong is not going to go out and commit a murder. You know what I mean? And it's not because it's, I mean, they might, you know what I mean? They might, but it's just, it's still the fact that they're morally taught, oh, murder is wrong. Murder is wrong. You know what I mean? That, that kind of puts them in a, in a different category compared to somebody that's been growing up killing cats, killing, you know, that's yeah, already been a on the, on the, path. Future yeah, Jeffrey so, Dahmer, yeah. Yeah, it's not. I believe that they they still it's still. But you don't you, you know think, that's, so? You're saying a kid like that can't be like saved through therapy or nothing like that. You think there are? No, he could. He could. He could. So he could, but it. Uh huh. So it's not. It's, the, you know how they say nature versus nurture. So you believe that there's more of a, like you can nurture somebody to be a certain way against their own nature. 
Yeah. And so it's always like, it's always like your, your upbringing and, and how, what you see and what, what's around you always has some effect on you. Regardless what people say that, no, it doesn't, it, it's your choices. Da, da, da. It's always going to have some effect on you. Whether you want to believe it or not, a kid that watches his father cheat on his mother is going to, has more of a likely chance of committing adultery because he's seen it happen. Even if he doesn't want it to happen, he has more of a chance because it's, it was a, it was a big part of his life for a long time. Yeah. And that goes along with the idea of like, uh, not introducing certain things into a child at a certain age, which does make sense because, you know, how we were talking about the imagination before, like as a, as a child, I think it's more true when i was a kid i think i was always looking at the world like a sandbox you know like oh you know this is uh i would compare it to like video games and things like that and we're outside on scooters and shit we would be like we would have that uh you know that imagine that open world like the world is, is ours type feeling and now it's kind of the opposite you know so it's more important now to think about like what even even as an adult as you grow older you know because people like especially men, since we our prefrontal cortex uh, develops at a later age, we have more impulsive behaviors. So, like, and a lot of that, like you say, is controlled out the environment. Like, if you live in an environment, for example, where, like, you know, we grew up in a in a community in an environment where, like, you don't really talk to people if you don't know them type shit, or like you could take like people get offended if you even talk to them, or like say a certain shit, say something in specific, you know, you could piss somebody off. And then now you're in a, you know, you get a conflict and then something, you know, something evolves from that. But it's like that that's uh that's an example of the product of your environment, because if you see that going on, you know, as a as a, you know, coming up or even when you're older, you know, you just understand that that's how you have to carry yourself or else, you know, there's a consequence to it. So, in yeah, a way, but it's like con- like psychological conditioning, you know, where you you uh, you kind of associate the action with the reaction so you start to operate so then you lose your free will and you become more like of a pattern of, of what's been happening instead of trying to change it you know mm-hmm. yeah yeah they definitely especially nowadays how influence people are so easily influenced because we have social media that that call that creates a big influence on people and it's 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 creating a big distraction on most of the, the youth. And I, I feel like social media is, is a bad thing. I I personally don't have no social media. I don't, you know, don't. I, everything, like, that I need, I'd rather have it in person. If I have friends, I keep contact with them in person. I'm not going to check on their social media. I ask them, how are they? And they they tell me, oh, this and this and that. Cool. You know? And so on and so on. Yeah, keep it short. <laughs> but now, yeah, yeah. But now there's people that... There's celebrities promoting this, promoting that, that it makes people feel that they have to have what they have because they feel like if they have what they have, that they'll become like them. And it's not necessarily true. Because, and it's like, for example, somebody that's making, you know, minimum wage. Yeah, it sets the standard in a way of what you need to strive for. Like, you need to look like that. Get those things. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody that's making minimum wage will rather spend money on and not not this is generally speaking. It's not saying everybody. It's saying general in general. Uh, will rather spend their money on on purchasing the latest shoes or the latest chains and all this, even though they might waste their whole check right. or their whole thing because it comes to with buy some status. It. Yeah, it comes with some status. Now, if that person will think, okay, 
how did how did those people get to that point? Okay, they're rappers, whatever, blah 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 blah. They had some type of drive, but there's a bunch of wealthy millionaires that didn't do that type of things. They they invested, they uh purchased properties. Like you said on one of your other episodes, the way to becoming rich in America is to own a piece of America, right or wrong? Right, that's a fact. You gotta own some something some you type can't of, take away. Exactly. That's how all the Rockefellers, Carnegies, and uh, what's his name, uh, J.P. Morgan's did it. Yeah. They 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 made America into their debt. They made America owe them because they owned land, they owned this, they owned that. They had the money, they had the means, and they did it. So. These are Instead people of, who probably use their imagination to the fullest too. How we were talking about, they came up with creative ways to take over America. Yeah, they were there, and they they fucking they did their thing, you know. Like, and the thing is that people don't know the whole facts behind them. You know what I mean, like J.P. Morgan funded the Nazis, but then again, he helped America. So it's kind of like you know, it's like you. What are you gonna say? You know, they he still has banks. Everybody uses his banks. Yeah, money is the root of all evil, like they say. In every way, you know, something a lot uh, like that's a that's a, a flaw that we have as humans is that we allow like the value of money to to like g- overrule our morals. Like as Americans, you know, mm-hmm. there's been times in in the country's history where they uh, they make deals with terrorists, with people who are uh, evil people, you know, for the sake of uh, economic benefit, you know. But it's crazy. I mean. That's a whole other conversation right there, but yeah, that's you know that just tells you how how far the mind goes, you know. And at the top of the, if you think about it, at the top of the the pyramid, you know, where you have companies and then you got the, the CEO and then it starts to trickle down. By the time you get to the guy who's just working for fifteen dollars an hour at the bottom, he's not really as attached to the the outcome of the company as the person at the top. So, like when you have situations like that, for example, right, like you were talking about J.P. Morgan. All those people, you know, like the Chase Bank system, right? That's a system that goes back hella far. And they're the ones who benefited from it. But the idea itself is what created the banks, you know, and then that created opportunities for other people. But, you know, that in a way, the jobs are a way to keep people distracted in that way, you know, because then they go to through every day. Like you're saying, you know, they're able to get a job that's decent enough to where they could buy those things that you were speaking of, like the whole, uh, the standard, like we were saying, you know, it sets some social standard where it's like, oh, you got to have minimum this, or, you know, people won't even look at you. They'll look at you a certain way, like, oh, this, this person's just a bum, you know. Then you have the whole population of people who who just live that way, you know, they admire it a different way, but the majority is what, you know, whatever wins in the media wins the whole popularity contest, you know, so a person who's just following the norm is going to go with that, so. Like that's what we yeah, see that, today, and then that takes away the whole, you know, again bringing up the imagination part of it. Then that takes away the whole need to be creative, and then it's like, nah, just follow this, and you get it all. Like you'll get you'll get treated like a member of of the club, you know. Yeah, and that's that's the big thing too that people are 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 so satisfied with what owning small materialistic things that they're 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 missing the bigger picture. There there are there's people willing to pay these fucking scammers to tell them how to live their life to supposedly better that when it's in in reality like <clears throat> the the steps are right there you see you see the blueprints you see people how they became rich you see what they've done you see how they invest you see how they did this or how they did that and and instead of you instead of people buying shoes or trying to buy cars or you know if they will take that money and put it in a well 
well placed because a lot of people are comfortable renting now instead of purchasing. Like instead of owning their home, they rather rent or they rather do this or they rather do that. And then that's they're they're getting too complacent with where they're at. They're not they're not trying to strive to be something better. They're not trying to strive to be more successful. They're not trying to move on up a class. And they're just like, well, this is where I'm at. This is when our the people generally speaking on us, like our ancestors, like whether it's you know, my my grandfather, whatever, they came from Mexico to make sure that we had a better chance than he had in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. He did his step, he took his step, and now you know it's like it's it's a time where where it, it falls on on next generation and the following generation to keep on progressing, keep on being successful, make make something out of ourselves, you know. But yeah, I feel like with yeah, social media, with social media, uh-huh. it's creating a bunch of people that feel like, oh well, as long as I post that I'm living rich in life, it makes me rich in life. Like, yeah, you could have chains, yeah, yeah you could have shoes, yeah, you could have a nice car, but at the end of the day, what what are you gonna leave? Once you're gone, you know, what have you built? What what empire have you made? You know what I mean? Yeah, and those things are nice. There's no doubt about it. Like, you know, there's, there is a certain, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, I had asked um, yesterday, Londiway, one of this, uh, she was, she's a sociologist, and I asked her about it. I said, what do you think, uh, like, do you think people control the trend, or do you think the trend controls the people? You know, like, is it because mm-hmm. in a way you need people to make the trend, but the idea of having something that's trendy is like our it's kind of like in our DNA of just like we're looking for some role model, something to follow. You know, we're not trying to make every decision for ourselves. Some things people rely on the decision to already be made for them, you know, and mm-hmm. tre- trends are one of those things, you know, like you're saying, like, of course, they're because of the way society is set up. You, you automatically get some uh, gratification, some satisfaction just from, boom, I bought, I bought this sick-ass-looking outfit. I'm going to look fresh. Or I'm going to go out to the club and, you know, I got this outfit and, you know, I got this chain on and I got this watch and, you know, I got the cologne on. So, you know, you already know you, you're the way you present yourself is making a statement, you know, in itself. And it's like you get cool points just for that, just for fitting the, the criteria or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh. So yeah, that's that's why I was saying, you know, I wonder if it's if it's people who who have more control over the trend or it's the maybe like the fact that we need the trend is what causes people to create it. You know, in a, in a way where it's like you know, if we we have no ability to not have any trends. Like that's it. There's a desperate need for something to follow. You know, and then once you create but because of the fact and this is my whole point that because of the because you were talking about like people being complacent so because of the fact that the trend or the standard status quo right now is set at a, such a low bar, you know, the expectations are at an all-time low, people look at each other at an all-time low right now. Do you think that that, um, in a way, is what's controlling the morals, too? Because people have such a low standard that it doesn't take much for you, you like you were saying, to, to look at what somebody's got going on and copy what they're doing. It doesn't cost as much, and it's easier to make money now because people can just get jobs. Or find some way to make money. So, do you think it's the state of like the balance of how easy it is to make enough money to portray a certain image, and then how then people are satisfied just by that? You know, what do you think about that? Like, do you think that? People yeah, are- I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that because I feel like people think that just because somebody sees something, they they see themselves in a certain way, or they see them in a certain way that that's how they're living, and it's not true. I feel like trends are a distraction. 
Like that's that's yeah, Ron's that's opinion. Was, yeah, that's what I was trying to get to too. That it's like there are distractions. Just, yeah, it's inevitable. So let's just accept it and move on and not think about it too much. But because people mm-hmm. get so caught up in trying to get to it, you know, it's like there's that becomes a lot of people's life goals. How you were saying, like it, it's in a way that's like, all right, you you achieve that. That's it. You 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 made it to the top of life now because you're 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 with the trend. You get it. You're a part of this movement. But then it's like, what, what what more do you want after that though? Like when all, when that's gone and there's a new trend, are you just gonna follow, continue to do the same thing over and over, or are you gonna create your own set of you know goals and shit? Which is, and I think because of social media and because you you get rewarded today with attention, which in a way people crave attention more than they actually want money in some in some cases. You know, it just so happens that with social media, there's a look, there's a way to Create, turn it into a lucrative opportunity where you can ex- not even not only get uh, attention but if you get enough attention companies will pay you and give you a check and tell you that hey if you if you uh wake up and you look good in this picture but you hold our bottle up or wear our clothes we'll, we'll give you money for it because you're getting enough attention that in a way you you yourself have become the advertisement so then it's like oh all right people have those goals and they have that idea of looking at it in that way where it's like, oh, uh, yeah, know, yeah. You, but then those people get taken like advantage. A, it's a way to look. Yeah, no, no, no doubt for sure. And then they, not only that, but in a way they're selling their soul because they're they're giving up their time of their personal time of who they are as a person to to they're giving up time, which is and raw time is what I mean. They're, they're giving up uh, important like life to themselves to to be an advertisement billboard in a way so yeah it's like you know it takes away from your soul in a way but i mean you know that's the thing right that they're making money so you know i don't want to knock them shout out to everybody who's making money influencers whatever do your thing you know everybody's trying to survive oh yeah definitely definitely. they're making that money but at the same time they got to value themselves in a way they feel like for sure they don't they don't realize that the companies that are selling them these dreams are saying like, okay, they're obviously yeah. cheaper than a billboard. They're, they're giving them prices that are cheaper than a billboard. And they're saying, here, do this. And then every week we're going to have you do a new sponsorship and we'll pay you. But they don't realize that if they're getting paid a thousand bucks for that one sponsorship, there's millions of followers that they have, thousands of followers that they have that are buying that product and making the, that company way more money than right. they paid them. So, you get me? They're getting some and cut it, of it, but you know they could just make and, their own product. Exactly. If they make their own product and they they strive to to be bosses on their own level, and and do their own things instead of working for these companies that are obviously taking advantage of them, because they know that they could. Because these these like you said these these influencers are trying to make their money. They're trying to hustle, trying to get their way up, but they're not realizing their worth. They're not realizing what type of potential they have. Yeah, I think the time and money aspect of it is what probably. Uh kind of draws people to just you know because if you come to me and just say here's twenty thousand dollars today if you just do a couple ads this week uh and then versus like all right we're gonna invest fifteen thousand you might lose a couple thousand in the beginning you know you 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 wait it out you you try and hire people who know about business you try to build a successful business which might take some years before you actually see a profit i think that's the like that's the 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 scale that comes up in that situation so that's why people are probably like oh no let's just take the money because then the you know like you're saying i think overall people will look at it like oh um i'm saving time by just taking the money versus the long-term interest Mm -hmm. you know 
for uh, for some reason that's something we always have though the impulse you know people humans we have that natural impulse in us like you know sometimes sometimes an idea just comes to your head that you wouldn't think to do but because of the situation the circumstances you're just like 10,000 20,000 right now on the spot fuck it I could go buy a car right now here all right let's do it you know and then it's like that you know that impulse right there is what gets you but for sure I mean we definitely want to promote people especially where we're from you know uh, possible young entrepreneurs leaders of the future you know uh, hey uh, create your money and uh, I heard somebody say once don't work for your money make your money work for you which is a good piece of advice right there you know find ways that your money can make you more money because if you think about it every time you spend money it's never coming back you know even though you know that bag of chips tastes good or that combo tastes good or whatever you're spending your money on uh whatever it might be you know as soon as you spend it there's no return of money you know the money's gone into the abyss forever and now you got to subtract it from your balance instead of putting some money away and letting it grow or letting it work or, or coming up with some opportunity with your friends coming together with your friends putting together some money you know making some investments things like that and like Sly brought up, you know, the land, the property ownership is always important. But, yeah, uh, we went we went on a crazy spin there, but I'm going to try to bring it back to enter the matrix. Doom, doom, doom. So we were talking about dreams earlier and sleep and the whole process of uh, being asleep and the disassociation between the conscious, the body, and the mind. So uh, I just want to say a fact that I had heard recently, and I want to hear what you think about this. Uh, Sly, uh, it's harder. So this is a fact that a scientist said. So we're gonna tru- assume it's true for the sake of this conversation. But it's uh it's harder. So the, the, the scientist was saying that uh that there is some aspect to sleep that's interesting. And then he brought up the point that it's harder to sleep in a place that you've never been in, or like let's say you sleep over at somebody's house that you never slept in before. It's uh. It's harder to sleep somewhere that you've never slept before due to uncertainties of the mind while you're awake. So it's interesting that it might be a mix of anxiety, but uh, that's just one example of how sleep, dreaming, and being awake are so closely related. But there's just something that separates you from when you're like knocked out of sleep, completely gone in another dimension to when you're awake. So what do you think about that? Do you think that's the brain's way of protecting itself or uh, what do you think? Is it just anxiety? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's like an, we have, like, you know, where you lay your head has a lot to do with your comfortability. And that's why I feel motels and hotels, all that make the rooms, make the rooms identical. So that way, once you step that one, if the room is identical next door or the following door or whatever other hotel you book, you already feel some type of comfortability with it because it's identical to the one that you've been in. That's interesting. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. It does make sense to make it uniform in that way. And it probably costs less. Yeah. Cost them less. Uh, let me see. So, yeah, so dreams and, you know, sometimes, you know, people joke about like, oh, uh, oh, by the way, just to make a point earlier when I was talking about astral projecting and the CIA and the FBI, the the thing is actually called uh, the Stargate Project or Project Stargate. So if you want to look it up, you know, I know it sounds crazy, but the FBI, CIA had, experienced or, or experimented or at least spoke about in papers that were declassified about uh pr- possibly projecting your conscience so you could walk around without your body i don't know it sounds fucking crazy but they, there's documents so go read them project stargate 
But yeah, so I was talking about dreaming and the way that it um it has this association to to being awake. You know, people joke about like, oh, my my girlfriend had a dream about me cheating last night, and now she woke up and she's mad at me because it felt so real. You know, like it, it's one or vice versa. You know, it's one of those things where for some reason you get emotional, like your emotions react to the dream. You know, like you've had you do have an emotional response as if it were something that happened to you in real life. So your whatever system or your brain controls the emotional part where you feel emotions, you know, that's also attached to it. Or, you know, people wake up crying from dreams where maybe somebody passed away or they dream about somebody who passed away and it's a sentimental dream and they wake up with tears in their eyes. You know, I've had moments like that where I wake up with tears in my eyes. And it's interesting how the body reacts to or seemingly, at least I'm not sure what's going on there, but seemingly it reacts to the dream in a way that it would react to the way we're interfacing with reality. What do you think about that slide? You think there's some uh, something going on there? Or what do you think is going on there? But, yeah, because, I mean... You know what I'm talking about, right? When you wake up sometimes and you're like... <gasps> yeah, yeah. You know, you wake up startled or you're crying or you're mad or some shit because of the dream. Yeah, it's because it, it gets real hard to distinguish what's real and what's fake, especially when you're more lucid dreaming and you... You f- everything feels so much more stronger. It feels so much more like you're really there. So then when you wake up, even that's why even when night, like you said, nightmares and all that, you got to re- put yourself back into reality. Like, okay, it was just a dream, but why did it felt so real? You get me? Because all your emotions were reacting at that same time. And, and you know, it, and and that's what, that's what I think that it is, that it's hard to distinguish what's real and what's fake. Even now, even when we're awake right now, how can we really tell that we're awake? Or how can we tell that we're not you know, in a deep dream or, or, you know, because we're, we believe that we're not, or that we believe that, yeah that only, the only time we yeah. dream is when we lay our head down, but we might be in a long-term dream and we don't even realize it. Cause I had dreams that felt like days and it was only a fucking matter of 30 minutes. Right. right. Like it wasn't actually fast. It was more of a, like, you're actually living in the dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I had dreams that will happen back to back. It will continue on from the last dream. And that would that would throw me off. I was like, oh shit. Cause then I wake up and I was like, why why did it run back to back? Like, what's going on? You get me? Yeah, and the re- you know, and another reason why this is so interesting is because, you know, so let's make an assumption here that you know, because of course sometimes we have bad sleeping schedules, but if you assume you know that what they recommend eight hours of sleep, you know, there's twenty four hours in the day. Uh, eight times what three or something like that's 24 you know give or take a quarter so you live like if you're living to 60 or something like that or or even 70 years old you're, you're sleeping for a, if you, a combined 20 years of your life you know i think the average i have right let me look it up real quick uh yeah it says on average people spend 25 years sleeping you know, of course, some people only sleep like a couple hours a night every now and then. So you lose some time, you gain some time. But, you know, uh, the average is 25 years asleep. So depending on your life, that could be a quarter or half of your life where you're, you know, uh, you're sleeping, you're dreaming. So then you create some that becomes some part of you fundamentally, you know, because you're so much of your time is spent there, whether it's reality or not. You know, it, it, you you become accustomed to those parameters of dreaming. You know, and I think people who have more vivid dreams become more creative in real life. You know, because they've tested the limits of their dreams, to where like they've had these crazy ass like creative weird like fucking dreams. Because I've heard people talk about vivid dreams or 
directors talk about like oh I, I i had a dream about this movie and then i made it and it became popular i forgot what movie somebody said that about but i'll, I'll bring it up later but yeah they oh inception said, oh yeah did he say that one too was that yeah, christopher inception. nolan yeah, he's, yeah, he yeah, said that, guy, yeah. He's a good director. Yeah, he directed Memento too. Yeah, like see, that's a creative guy right there. If you look at his movies, they're always like those creative, like tr mind trip movies where you you know you think the movie's going one way, but then something happens and it goes. So you know they have that creative. You know they don't have a limit. Rather, they don't have a limit at all. They're like, oh, I've already seen how crazy my dreams could get, how creative my dreams could get. So why don't I emulate that in reality? I don't know. What do you think about it? You think dreams make people more creative? Mm, I think you got to have some type of creativity beforehand to have a creative dream, though. Like, there's the, your true. mind has to, your, your mind has to be some type of, like, you got to have some type of imagination for to have a, a creative yeah. dream. But I feel like as a kid, I had more uh, vivid dreams, more crazier dreams because my imagination would run wild. And as time went on and I became more more trying to be part of the work system and everything and that's when my dreams started to fade because i started focusing on on this and that and 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 my dreams aren't as vivid as they used to be when i was able to just let my mind run wild and create my own imaginations and do whatever i had to do you know yeah no that makes a lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and i huh, i wonder if it's possible to to remember a dream at that young of an age you know so in a sense by the time you start even remembering your dreams to where they can be creative, you know, you probably already have, like you said, you have that sense of creativity in your mind. So, yeah, it's probably, it probably is the creative person. It's the other way around. Not the dream that makes the people creative, but the people's creativity that dictates how, how uh, complicated or complex the dream is. But, all right, you know how we were talking about blind people earlier? This is crazy that this fact popped up. You know, you guys out there listening, I'm going to say it because it's crazy, but... Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's true. I don't know. This is just a list of facts. So look it up yourself. But apparently blind people dream in sounds. It says those who are born blind experience sleep a little differently. Their dreams consist mostly of sounds, but also smell and emotions. If blindness occurs later in life, after five or six years old, sight may occur during sleep. So that's interesting. I don't know. I can't even think of a dream where it's just sounds. That sounds like. That sounds crazy. I don't know. What do you think about that? What do you think a dream with sound, smells, and and emotions would be like if you can't see nothing? I mean, I'm pretty sure they still see. They still have to see something because, like we said about the whole book That's theory. What I was wondering. Do you think you like think it, they're coming it, up it, with something? Yeah, because like how, like I said it, like they have, they already have a a a. a a picture in their head how somebody looks and how this person looks they made their own picture whether it might be completely inaccurate right but that's how they see it so when they dream they already see people beings human beings in a certain way you right. get me so yeah. i feel like it, do you think they're getting it right or some of them have to be getting it wrong right i don't think everybody could imagine the correct thing i think they're getting it close because there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of blind people that could tell your you, you know they could touch your face and see kind of kind of get the gist of you how you look you know what I mean yeah that makes sense now by, yeah, by the skin color and all this shape. stuff it's like dinosaurs that we like yeah. how we distinguish dinosaurs we're like oh they were this color they were that color because of what we think right but we have no fucking idea what color they were we have no idea how they we know how their bone structure was you know what I mean but that's the most that we got so i think they go off the same thing that when the ones that have that 
sense where they could touch somebody's face and kind of get a gist of how they look. I feel like they already have their own uh, imagination of how people look. So they, uh, when they dream and they hear sounds and all this stuff, they still... Yeah, they I still don't have. know about you, but this is a fascinating conversation. If you think, like, I'm thinking, now I'm trying to imagine, I can't even imagine being blind, you know, let alone having a dream with no sight. That sounds like, uh, that sounds kind of scary. I don't know. I guess if you're used to it, it's not that, that bad, you know, but just, like, close your eyes and just listen to the sounds. That's what the dream would be like, you know. Or just imagine everything that you've seen already is all made up in your own head. Yeah, because when I close, see if I close my eyes right now, I can imagine my room the way it mm-hmm. looks before I close my eyes. You know, I have the picture like saved. It's like I took a snapshot of it with my mm-hmm. memory. You know, so yeah, if you can't see, then you don't probably don't have that capability. So you have to be constantly imagining the world around you. So I wonder if they have. I don't know. That's interesting. Somebody study this out there so we could get our answers. Because now I'm starting to think that uh, blind people might have some access to the brain that we don't. Because they're so they're so used to or more uh, like due to their circumstances, they probably have to use their imagination more. You got to be constantly thinking. Imagine how curious you are as a person with what you can see. Imagine if you can't see, then your curiosity is going to be even greater. You're going to have more of a of a reason to imagine it, you know, because you're curious. You're like, oh, I wonder what it's like, you know, and they still have they still have rapid eye movement. So right. how how. So they're they're reacting to something. something Yeah, they're they're obviously, their eyes are obviously reacting to something in their dream. What do you you feel about sleep paralysis? Yeah, Yeah, I was going to bring that up to sleep paralysis. So apparently most people experience it, but it's not common for a lot of people. And uh, uh, what else? And also it's linked to uh, people having different brain structures. So the way your brain is built has some... Uh, some connection to lucid dreaming. Uh, I don't know. I I have a lucid dreams pretty often, especially recently, because I I think lucid, we, lucid or sleep yeah. paralysis. I'm not sure. Sleep paralysis, maybe the the one where because sleep time, paralysis, yeah. sleep paralysis, is when you wake up and your body's not able to move. Yeah, that one. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, that's the one because yeah, I heard this story once where somebody described it like. Oh, uh, if you're thinking too much while you're while you're trying to fall asleep, then you're more likely to have sleep paralysis mm-hmm. because you're 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 trying to rem- if you try too hard to remain conscious, then your 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 body might get so tired that it'll shut off, but your consciousness will still stay, you know, halfway awake. So then that's why your body's paralyzed in the in that experience, and then you're still like you know able to think. Or I, you know what? I feel like you can control your eyes when you're when you're sleep paralysis. Are you controlling your eyes? Or yeah, are your, your eyes, eyes part of the paralysis. No, your eyes can move. It's just okay. your whole body. You see, because that's that's what makes it scarier, nah? The fact that you could look around. And observe. have you had any? Have you had any scary sleep paralysis before? Like any scary moments? Yeah, I've had a bunch. That's mostly what it is all the time. Is like that, like uh, what do they call it? Like a cliche, like somebody standing in the corner of the room. Yep. And you feel yeah. like, you feel like, or sometimes I have this, uh, I had this one where it was like, I was paralyzed, but I felt like I had to run to my door and open it. And if I could do that, then I would be good. But I kept doing it. But every time I got to the door, I realized I was laying down again. So it was like a loop. And I was like, oh, this is what hell must be like. Like just a loop yeah. of fucking, a loop of fucking, uh, you doing the same shit over and over and then realizing you didn't do it. Oh, wow. There's a fucking demon in the corner of your room. You know, so it's, it's an interesting experience. 
as a human being, you know, it's kind of a psychedelic experience the way it feels like, but, um, I guess that's yeah. just how it feels when you're using your brain and not your body. You're completely your brain and not your body at all. So you don't have those, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I feel anything when that's happening, you know, like there's no other senses going on, just the sight part of it. Cause I can't feel my body obviously or else I would move it. But now, okay. Let me ask you this. Have you, so have you heard any smell. sounds? Did you hear any sounds? That's what I was getting to too. The next point I was gonna say is I don't know if there's sounds. Like I don't know if I remember sounds or if it's just my imagination. Or as soon as I realize that it's happening, I'm I'm already becoming more conscious. So now I'm hearing. I don't know. It's what about smells? Nah, the smells neither. I can't even remember off the top of my head. What I you know I remember the experience completely visually. So it would probably be like a silent movie. You know, there's but you're but you're but you're uh, obviously breathing, correct? I couldn't even tell you that. It's more. You I mean, see, you see how crazy yeah. it is that only thing that makes the only thing that that actually could that you can remember is your sight, right? But yeah, why can't you remember sounds, smells, or, or you know stuff like that? But your sight is so vividly focused. That's that that's the part that that's probably what makes it so scary is that you're just experiencing what you see, so it's more but intense. I had a sleep paralysis where I heard sounds, and oh, that tripped me the fuck. That tripped me out because I remember it was uh the time where. It was uh, Eddie, remember my little brother Eddie, right? Yeah. And we were sleep. Some for some reason we fell asleep in the living room, and I was sleeping. Our couches were formed like an L shape, right? So there was one couch. There was one couch against the wall, and then there was another couch against the window. So, but they formed like an L shape. I don't know if I make if I'm making sense. Right. So I was leaning on the couch against the wall, and my feet were towards Eddie, and Eddie was sleeping on the couch, alongside of the window, right? So it was like that, and I remember I uh. For some reason, I woke up and I heard like it sounded like an airport. Like people were just moving around, talking behind me. Like it sounded so much commotion. And I remember I was like, "What the fuck is that?" So I tried getting up, and I couldn't move. And I remember I was like, "Oh, I gotta wake myself up. I gotta wake myself up. I gotta wake myself up." So I, I, I thought I put my hand to my mouth and bit it. Right? I felt the pain in my hand, yeah. but when I looked down, my hand was still on the ground. It was still laying down, and it never came to my mouth. Shit. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I'm trying to move. I'm trying to look around, and it's getting me so frustrated because I'm like, I can't, I can't see what's going on behind me. But it sounded like so many people were there. It sounded like like a busy airport, you know, where people are just talking and walking, yeah, like you just know, like a bunch just of commotion. Come... Yeah. So then finally, I break free, and it feels like I, I took a, the deepest breath in my life. Just like I just got all my air back, and I turn around, nothing's there. I'm like, fuck that. I'm sleeping the other way. So I, I flip around and I put my feet towards that direction, and my head's basically pointing towards Eddie, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden it happens again. And I hear the commotion. I hear all this stuff. But then I hear Eddie laughing. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I got to get up. Because, you know, that's my brother. I was like, I got I to gotta help him out. Whatever the fuck's going on, I got to see what the fuck's happening. So I'm trying to move so fucking bad, so bad. And I cannot move. And I'm, I'm trying like my hardest to move. And I cannot move. And then finally when I get the chance to move, and there it goes again. I get the deepest breaths in my life. And I'm yeah. starting thinking to myself, was I breathing the whole time or was I not? I know when you, you feel sleep, tired, pre- like if you just actually did it, yeah, or maybe so it's it, like shock. Yeah, that's yeah. So I don't know, because I know when you're sleeping, you're automatically your your breath. You know, you control your breathing a lot more. But this felt like I was fucking running up a mountain, yeah. and I just fucking finally caught my air. You get me? I wonder I was if I, yeah. I wonder if I were talking about the we we're talking about the the way it's connected to like you know uh, not being connected to your nervous system so like is it like the is it the, that feeling of regaining 
like feeling like if you you know because when you're in the sleep paralysis you're not you know you're not controlling your body it's like an out-of-body experience so is that like feeling of where you like take the deep breath where like you realize that you were dreaming the whole time is that actually the feeling of your like soul going back into your body is you know some way to put it but yeah like the end of that experience where like you go you jump from the completely conscious uh you know experience to now you're back in your physical body like i wonder if that's if we if that's a feeling right there where you feel it like like that whole like your body's coming back to life in a way you know yeah well even when people that have been paralyzed with like chemicals or, mm. or medicine their eye they, i think they're still able to control their eyes as well yeah and hear their sounds and everything so it's it's crazy how only your muscles will get paralyzed or only the things that make you capable of movement and all this stuff get paralyzed yeah, and and in, uh-huh. and and another experience that I had was I remember I was laying down in my bed and my kids were laying down next to me and then I had where the way I was laying down was my my door was facing like the, I could see from straight out my room door into the hallway from my bed mm-hmm. and I remember I woke up and I seen somebody walking down my hallway towards me mm-hmm. and at the time I had I was I was staying with my dad so I was like oh it's probably you know him or something coming like but then he walked into my room and he never walked into my room I was like what the fuck is he doing coming to my room you know mm-hmm. and uh then he got closer and this was years ago but like I remember like I just like my kids were still babies and I was like what the fuck like you know I gotta like what is this is not I knew automatically as soon as he stepped in the door I'm like this is not my dad this this is this is something else you know it felt weird like you just I felt the instincts kick in and I was trying to get up and tackle but I couldn't I couldn't move and then it came closer and it got closer and then it leaned over me and I clearly seen lean over me and look at my kids and I remember I was like so pissed I was enraged I wanted to yeah, get up so bad frustrated. And until it finally walked out, and then it was gone down the hallway a little longer, then I was able to move again. Oh, and I, shit. And like I remember a, I, uh, EMP. I remember I was like, I was so pissed off because I felt like, what the, what? like, I, I was like, it made me feel like, like, vulnerable. It made me feel like I wasn't able to do what I was supposed to do and I was protecting my kids. Like, it made me feel really bad because I was like, what the fuck was that? Because as soon as it stepped in my room, I knew it wasn't my dad. I knew for a fact. I, I felt it. I, my instincts kicked in like, no, this is a threat. Like yeah, it just you kicked felt in, like the menacing energy, like they say. Yeah, like you felt the aura. And I was like, no, I gotta. I was like, I gotta do something, and I couldn't move. I couldn't move, and it came close, and it was walking real slow too. Like it felt like that dream lasted minutes because it was taking so. He walked slow, casual, like nothing was happening. Yeah. But it had it, and then it got close, and it leaned over me. I could not see the face though. The face was never able to be seen, but it was just a dark shadow. And it leaned over me, stuck to my kids, and that that. Yeah that enraged me i was so pissed and i thought like my body was just like my i i felt my heart oh. racing that's the crazy part i felt my heart like you know when you get so mad you feel your blood boiling that's how i felt but i couldn't move that's crazy that's an interesting experience you know because that's like a that's an integration with reality it's not you going to somewhere that doesn't exist or someplace in your memory that's you in the current setting and whatever is going on is some product of the environment that's around you like the room makes you feel that way that puts your mind in that state you know so it's interesting but and you know speaking of that how you spoke about the face i just want to say a fact and then uh there's another point i wanted to bring up and i'll just finish or st- continue with some more facts but uh so this is fact right here you only dream about faces that you've seen 
If you think you don't recognize someone in your dream, you're incorrect. We only dream about people we've met and faces we've seen. Due to the fact that we meet so many people, even on a day-to-day basis, these faces are easily forgotten except in your sleep where they will surely return. There are many weird and wonderful facts about sleep and dreams. The one thing that they all have in common, they show that good night's sleep is extremely important to achieve this. You need right bedding. Okay, I think the rest of this is a fucking advertisement. Yeah, it's an advertisement. But yeah, so apparently you can only dream about faces that you've seen, speaking about that. So maybe it was the the fact that you didn't recognize the entity that you couldn't put a face on it, you know? So it was more of a threat in that way. And, and right. also, uh, you remember, uh, I know we watched this movie a while back, I don't know if you remember. It was uh, Fourth Kind, remember The Fourth Kind? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's a movie that talks about that. Exactly what you just said, how people were coming to this. You know, if anybody hasn't watched The Fourth Kind out there, I recommend it. Fourth, as in fourth place, kind, K-I-N-D. Check that movie out. It's pretty good. But there's a scene where, uh, well, the whole point of the movie is actually based off this psychologist. or so, I forget what. Yeah, she's a psychologist. She's a therapist. She's a shrink. And uh, she's she has this experience where she remembers somebody going, coming into her room and stabbing her husband in the stomach and then her husband dies and uh I don't I think the I don't remember the movie too good but I don't want to ruin it either but yeah they I think they think they don't believe her story cuz she's you know she made up this story or she that sounds unbelievable something like that the point is that she has that experience where when she's dreaming something happens to where she's actually awake but you know she can't tell if she's awake if she's dreaming but this is chalked up to extraterrestrial reasons. That's the whole point. You know, that it's, a, it's an alien experience. So, noob, I want to ask you, what do you think about the theory that, um, well, first off, people have a theory that when you're thinking, you're receiving ideas that are transmitted throughout the universe. So, is it, is it possible that dreams may have the same properties where we're able to experience things uh, from another dimension? like, Or... That things visit us in our dreams. I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going with that. But what do you think <laughs> about that? I mean, think there's some alien I, aspect to dreaming. Is what I'm trying to get at. Like, do you think, or in other words, do you think that people who have been uh, or have stories of being abducted, who having these extraterrestrial experiences, is it possible that they're maybe just having lucid dreaming experiences, or not lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis experiences, that are so intense that they can't, uh, they can't separate them from reality. So they feel like they've gone through this physical experience when it's really just an intense mental experience. What do you think about that? I think it's it's like some. I feel like some that have actually like been because you know we talked about it. We believe in aliens highly and everything. And I believe that some oh, people yeah. have been. Yeah, I believe people have been abducted too. Yeah, so I believe sure. some, but but then I believe that some have that constantly want that experience or constantly drive that experience or, you know, the, the ones that really want to be abducted by aliens in some way, they create this <laughs> yeah. thing in, the, yeah, in their mind. It. Yeah. But the people that I just popped up out of nowhere, cause there's, there's even times I think there was, um, I talked about that. Some people that have been abducted, they find a metal piece of shard inside of their nose, like in their nose. Oh, I've heard stories like that. Right. So it's or like, it's arm. like, uh, huh. Like there's little metal shards that they just find. And it's like, you get me? So it's like, I believe that it's, there's some that it does happen through dreaming because they want it so bad that it's always on their mind, you know? 
and then they just fucking boom. They pop up in their dream. Oh, I've been abducted. But then I believe there's people that have been abducted and they, you know, it wasn't a lucid dream. It was actual reality. And yeah, I mean, yeah. And for the audience, you know, when it comes to aliens, you know, I understand how it's easy to rationalize a lot of shit, you know. But when it comes to aliens, that's one of those things where I'm just like, I back up and I just say, hey, I know I can't prove it, but this one, I believe it. I believe that people have been abducted. I believe that there might even. I'm so fucking crazy about aliens. You know, we used to fucking have these nights where we would just look at the sky. You know, maybe if we understood pollution, sky pollution, then we would see how hard it was to even see the sky. You know, let alone look for UFOs. But, you know, if we had been raised in uh, in Kansas or in Nebraska somewhere where we had the clear sky, we probably would have never slept the night because we would be looking for UFOs. But, uh, you know, there's something about, like you say, wanting to see it. But also, uh, so much mystery around the universe that we live in that we I think we can't help but just imagine what our neighbors are like. You know, our fucking galactic neighbors are like. You know, and I, I like the idea of, you know how we, we played that game Mass Effect? And there's like this like like global or uh, galactic federation. Like, I think that's what the future is sometimes. Like, sometimes I honestly buy into that idea. Like, in Star Wars, in a lot of ways where it's like, oh, you got, you know, of course, this is probably year. I don't know how many millions, decades, I don't know, centuries it is in the future. I probably won't see it, you know, but I just wonder if one day we'll have that where it'll actually, you know, they'll dig up old Star Wars uh, movies where they see the fucking, the Council of Jedis where it's like aliens and Yoda and fucking... Luke Skywalker, you know, and then you got different humans and races combined. And then they're like, oh, shit, they predicted this, you know. I wonder if they'll do that one day. But, yeah, aliens are definitely one of those uh, one of those topics where we, we go in, we go hard on aliens. Because we, uh, we really believe this shit, you know. And on top of that, there's a lot of evidence that, you know, of course, like I said, you can rationalize it in a thousand ways. But what's the fun in that, you know. We like to we like to use our imagination. Noob, you remember when we watched that movie Alien Planet? And this was before yeah. its time. Because now they're recreating yeah. movies like that on Netflix. But remember that one? Yeah, that one that one was a trip because it, it basically like, I, I think we watched that one I a couple times, maybe a few times. I th- I, I oh, thought yeah, that we one thought was it real. was exactly we thought we were like, Oh shit, that that's crazy. We're discovering planets and shit with animals, like oh we, we didn't even trip about it that much, but we just like the idea, you know, we used to just watch yeah. it and be like, you know, because we grew up playing like Pokemon and shit where it was like, you you know, there's these created animal creature things. And then you're like, hmm, I wonder how creative nature could get on its own. And then we watched that fucking movie, the documentary, and then they have scientists on there. So it looks legit, you know, and then they they show the probe and then they land and then they show these concepts of, oh, if there was alien creatures, this is what they might look like due to different reasons. And then you remember at one point they show that giant like world turtle looking thing. Yeah. Where it's like, or is it? I don't. I don't know if I'm confusing it, but it's like this giant thing walking in the water. I don't know, but you know, just things like that. You know, it's like they say, anything in the universe that can happen eventually, over time, will happen, because that's the nature of reality. It's in. It's in constant chaos. There's no stability. The things are always being made. You know, there's always mutations happening. That's how we came to be. But uh, yeah. All right. So. I spoke about the fourth kind. Let's let's get a couple more. Uh, and facts. and just 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 to uh-huh. say something. Aliens 
there's proof of of life outside our planets already. We found bacteria. We found things on other planets. So therefore, there is life on other planets. Yeah, Whether that, it's intelligent or not, true. there is life on there is life on other planets. There's already. no doubt that there's something. You know, but this is interesting. I heard the scientists make an argument where apparently, you know, because uh, you know right now the focus is Mars with the rover being on Mars. Mm-hmm. And um, there was this scientist and he made this, uh, he fucking said some shit like, oh, uh, if, if um, you know, if we find life on Mars, it wouldn't be sufficient proof that there's aliens. And I was like, huh, why not? You know, like, I didn't hear the explanation, but my reaction was like, the fuck you mean? There's a different planet, there's aliens. And then he says, because Mars is close enough to Earth that if a meteor had hit Earth at some point in the early development of ba- like the bacteria, the single cell organisms, it's possible that some of the organisms might have been uh, by the meteor. If it was hit hard enough on Earth, the meteor was big enough. The, the the breeze that it was sent into space could have carried some of the life from Earth at its earlier stages all the way to Mars. So they said if they find life on Mars they would be more critical of it because they would have to first make sure that it wasn't just uh, Earth life that got sent to Mars through space or some shit like that. So that was an interesting thing. I don't know. That was interesting to me. But they said that the the next topic is Jupiter's moons. I believe it's Jupiter's moons. One of them is or Saturn's moons. It's called Europa. And it has like a the, the whole surface is ice. So under the surface, they can't see it. So they, they want to send a probe to cut under the ice. And checking the water and see if there's some like fishes swimming around or fucking who knows what, cracking or some shit. So yeah, mm-hmm. it like the, they said if they find life on Mars, it's probably more likely that it would be similar to the life on Earth, versus like if you find it in Saturn or some shit, you know it'll probably be some crazy fucking like the ones we've seen on that, on that program. Yeah, but even that's my favorite saying is that there's, like our solar system, right? Our yeah. solar system was supposed mm-hmm. to. Like it's like nine planets, right? Or, or eight, or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a controversy too. Mars <laughs> solar system. <laughs> well, it's supposedly Planet X, and they they said that they seen Planet X. Yeah, see, that's the shit that I believe too. Like when people talk about planet, they say planet. Like, the thing about Planet X is is an ice planet. So they say when we try looking at it at a telescope, we can't see it because it's not. It's it's hard to see in a dark. You know, space is just fucking dark. It's dark people as think fuck. this. People think that it's lights everywhere. It's not fucking lights. It's dark. It's like, you know. And there's a lot of just, just imagine. There's a lot of just space. Like you know, we think of space and we automatically think of planets, stars, shit like that. But most of it is just empty space. Literally, just empty space. Imagine like, imagine the length of the Earth, but it's all empty space. Like what the fuck? Like you would, th- you wouldn't even think you're going nowhere if you're moving through it. You know, you would think, why the fuck is there so much space here? Yeah. You know, so that's why we need rockets and shit. Also, like, okay, so like I was saying, so okay, yeah. our galaxy, I mean, our our planet system, right, our solar system, yeah. that's one sun. Now each star that you see is another sun, and each, you know, and that's just in one, that's just in one, uh, what is it, galaxy, right? Galaxy, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Or or uni- yeah. So one galaxy, and there's multiple galaxies that have multiple things. They say it's like like each sand, like they say that each grain of sand equals one on the beach equals one solar system. So imagine how many solar systems are there. Now, with that being said, what's more scarier, that we're alone in this fucking universe or that we're not alone? You hear me? Yeah, for sure. And I think, too, it, like, when you when you put it like that, you know, with the grains of sand and shit, it's so, not even, like, the, you, if you look at sand, you know, there's so much fucking sand, it looks like one thing. So imagine mm-hmm. just 
two things close to each other, relatively close to each other, if you look at it, like a finger's length away, would be so fucking far in terms of space. But then even the small things, right? Like even think about how much of a challenge it is from us for us to get just to Mars, let alone the last planet in our solar system, let alone another solar system, which I think the closest solar system, the next star over is like 4.2 million light years away, some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So that's like fucking what? As far as fuck, we're never gonna get there until unless we come up with some nuclear rocket or something insane like that, or or we learn how to control war poles, or we start manipulating gravity. You know, one of those three. Unless we do one of those three, then we're gonna. It's gonna be a long time before we ever see another, you know, uh, galaxy, let alone another fucking planet, which is probably close with the. Do you know what's the craziest part that we sent? Yeah. We sent. Uh, robots and all that out there ready. They're recording images and all that stuff, and people are like, mm-hmm. "Well, how, why haven't we discovered life?" Da, da, da. The robot hasn't even reached its final destination. They got to remember, there's robots out there that we sent since the fucking what was it, the nineties? Oh yeah, that's a that good point too. Lower tech that are way lower tech that are still sending us images that are still sending us, you know. And now we send more high tech equipment out there, and they're still sending us images, but they're not at the same. Uh, we're right. at the same stage as the other as the other. Uh, yeah, like on your point, like if you send the, cause there's this um probe. Speaking of what you're saying, there's this probe called Juno. You guys could look it up. I believe it was sent to either probably Jupiter. It was the Juno probe, and it was sent, I believe, 25 years ago, and it barely got there, like a couple years ago or or one year ago. So imagine the way Sly is saying, right? If you send some shit 25 years ago, and then 25 years later. It's getting there today with 25 years ago technology from Earth. Bro, back then, the the difference between technology 20 years ago and right now is fucking insane. Like, it doesn't have the cameras that we have today. It doesn't have the technology, the sensors, the radars, blah, 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 that we have today. So all the shit that we're building today is going to take another 20 years to get there. And by the time 20 years it gets there, they're going to be so far ahead of us. You know, so it's a continual delay where it's like by the time we get there, we already have ideas on how to do it in 20 years better, you know. So it's an interesting cycle that we have, you know, so the more closer we get to that actual humans making the trip, the, you know, the more fast that we'll be able to expand. But it's an interesting thing to think about, you know, and there's another probe, too, that I got believe it got sent out to, to take pictures of the planets or some shit. And it just barely reached the edge of our solar system maybe a couple of years ago. So there's things yeah. out there for sure. Like you're saying, there's things out there that haven't even reached their destination or. They're barely getting to their destination 30 years later. So it's an interesting thing to think about. Space is, space is a lot of space. A lot of distance. Another topic that we should talk about, like not, not in this one, because this topic could go on forever, is the Anunnaki's. Oh, that's a conspiracy, I but I, yeah, I buy into that too. Well, the no, the Anunnaki's historically, they're historically proven. The Mesopotamians. Well, yeah, the, yeah, the Mesopotamians. Remember, we, we learned about that shit in sixth grade with Ms. Jones, remember? With the mud bricks yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, see, the story about the Mesopotamians goes that they supposedly have some illustrations of the solar system. They have the they've drawn the solar system with the sun in the middle and all nine or eight planets. I forget the number. And then they point to this star called the Sirius star system, which Sirius has some Latin root. That means dog. And apparently it's a dual star system, a binary star system, which is a solar system that not only has one sun, but two. Sort of like Tatooine in uh, Star Wars, if anybody has watched Star Wars. But yeah, it's something like that, but in real life. But the point is that the Anunnaki supposedly fucking... They have been visited by 
extraterrestrials that came from that system and their not, their intel- intelligence was bestowed upon them by the aliens. So it's and an not just that, theory. not just that, and Anunnaki made it with the aliens. They made aliens as oh, slaves. Oh, they made I mean, it they, with them. Yeah, I mean not the aliens, the humans. Or you think they, they made, made it humans. with the chimps and then they no, made they, the humans? No, because they made humans. They uh, yeah, they made uh strong human beings that were not so smart. Gotcha. And then um, like and groups. then they. Yeah, basically, it even falls back to the biblical verses of. of but were they Spurhead. smarter than the regular people? No, they weren't smart. Oh, the the ones that they made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were way more smarter. And oh, okay, and the thing, you. the the reason why the Anunnaki made humans was to mine a a, a valid uh valuable resources that was on Earth, and they started mining. But then the, some of the Anunnaki's fell in love with the humans and started mating with the humans, or whether they fell in love or fell in lust, they started mating with human beings. And they had children with these human beings, and these children were abnormally tall because they had no, uh, Nox were, they were giants basically, and they were abnormally tall, and they were and uh they were strong, they were smart, and then it, the genes just kept on getting passed on and passed on and passed on. And, it's kind of like the Prometheus story in a way, but you know. Yeah, well, all that, all that, because is it based on it? Yeah, basically, yeah, because even the people will say that that story is based on the the biblical verse two of the Watchers, which is. Lucifer was a fallen angel that fell in love with humans, made it with humans, gave humans intelligence, which was against this and that and that. And that's the same thing with Anunnaki. Oh, gave them and the then, ability to question God, I think it was. Like, or something exactly. Like that. Once they start, began to question their yeah. creator, that's when, that's when they were disowned and blah, blah, blah. But Isn't that's that what we're going through right now in a way, questioning where we came from. Like We're what? challenging creators. We're challenging yeah. our creator by... By changing all kinds of scientific things about ourselves, our genes, and all kinds of things. Yeah. See, the thing about a create a creation, in that way, artificial creation, I guess you could call it, theory is that you have to also consider the motive for why it's done, right? Like you know, you know, you're saying there's some uh, resources which makes sense. Also, it could be a lot of reasons, right? Maybe to create a better version of itself. There's some theories that. Um, that technology has something to do with the way we evolve because you know somehow we've come to this you know we we don't think about things a lot because we just fucking like right now i'm on a laptop i'm speaking into a microphone you know like when humans started and we barely learned how to put together flint and rocks and fucking make a fire we couldn't even fathom having a laptop and now we're so far advanced i guess you could call it and that's another argument, whether we're advancing or we're just moving towards something and it's perceived as uh, advancement or progress, you know, because it seems that we're moving forward. But then that's where the theory comes in that if technology has some a- like alien, I guess, property to it where or if it's actually more a part of the universe than we are. <clears throat> uh, how in the first episode we spoke about simulation theory, you remember when we spoke about simulation theory and you were like, oh, I kind of don't really believe it, you know, and it's like that the thing about simulation theory is that it also kind of like you know it doesn't really make sense because the the way we experience it but because we're creating technologies that are trying to mimic it you know that's where the theory comes in that oh maybe maybe we're a part of a program the same way we're trying to create a program to copy ourselves but yeah it's interesting it's interesting you know so if the motive for them is to create a better version of themselves then maybe the technology holds uh, a key to who our creators are, you know. So, so if we think about it like, oh, what's what is what does this technology have in common with anything else in the universe? Nothing, you know. There's nothing like a cell phone. 
there's nothing like a computer there's nothing like a a modem there's nothing like the internet naturally occurring you know these are things that we came up with x-rays you know you don't see a fucking you don't see a fucking camera in nature you know there's nothing in nature that could take a picture of something and keep it forever you know there's that doesn't happen in nature we had to manipulate nature to do that for us so it's interesting if that's a part of the our evolution or if it's like you know like you're saying like if the if there's some like anunnaki like origin to human beings then are the creators what are they interested in is technology what interests them the most so is that why we're making more of it or is it space is it some like taking over the solar system maybe each maybe every solar system has an earth you know imagine that imagine every solar system has this one planet where the people are tested to see how or people or whatever the fuck the life is tested to see how long it takes it to get to the to conquer the entire system you know what i'm saying imagine that that would be interesting though yeah kind of like a like in dragon ball z you know just to get even more nerdier shit like in the new dragon ball z there's this shit called the tournament of power where they there's different dimensions but every dimension has its like team of best players so in a way like you know what i'm saying our solar system has our team which is like the the elon musks the presidents of the world the leaders and then you know then you have like other people i mean i don't know it's just an interesting thing to think about i could think about this type of stuff all day you know we could just talk about this all day because this is our this is the shit we sit around and talk about you know but you know throw a little weed in the mix and this conversation will go deep <laughs> but yeah you know that's it's just it's interesting <laughs> to think about you know we started with dreams you know and in a way this is a, a form of dreaming you know uh and you know yeah, who, speaking about like you said who, image, who, yeah who's who say that we're our dreams aren't influenced by you know extraterrestrials right right if they're like broadcasting some signal that controls the way we dream or some shit. I don't know. Just something to think about, you know. It's all speculation until somebody fucking proves it. But the day that we find aliens or, you know, they say they say that a lot, that uh, most likely we will probably come in contact with aliens, not directly first, but we'll catch like a radio wave coming from a planet or, or some like biological signatures or, or like we'll see like, you know, the same way that people... Like imagine if somebody was going by Earth, right? You know, have you seen those pictures from from space where you could see like cities lighting up and shit? Like, lighting up? Yeah, like you could see like let's say New York or Tokyo, for example. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you could see the actual planet from I mean the city from space because of how much light it is. Mm. Yeah. So imagine, imagine aliens flying by. They will probably be like, "What the fuck is that?" You know, like why is this part of the planet lit up so unnaturally? You know, they will probably take interest. So that'll be the same way that we'll probably come across uh, aliens in another uh, galaxy, in another universe. Or probably not in another universe, but in another galaxy, you know, on another planet somewhere. Like, we might get this fucking close-up picture of a planet, and it looks exactly like Earth. But the light structures are just arranged differently. Imagine that. Imagine we just find another planet where it looks exactly like Earth, but just, you know, there's no North America. It's just different names for the places. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but yeah, dreams. Uh, yeah. So let me just say a couple more facts about the dreams, and then we can see where it takes the conversation. I had them right here pulled up. So f I got four more facts here. I'll just go through them real quick. So men and women apparently dream differently. That's right. Go ask the scientists. Look it up. Don't get mad at me. I didn't say this. I'm just reading it. Mm -hmm. Men have more violence. 
<laughs> men tend to have more violent and aggressive dreams than women. Women tend to have more uh, sympathetic and emotional dreams. I mean, that, that sounds like a disadvantage, having violent and aggressive dreams. I don't know, but interesting. I guess men and women sleep differently, probably due to hormones and stuff like that. Um, Let's see. You cannot tell the time when you're dreaming. That's right. Many of us realize we're asleep as you can't see. Wait, many of us use. Wait, what the fuck what kind of spelling is this? All right, hold on. Let me try to make sense of this fucking unknown language that I'm reading. here. You can't tell the time when you're dreaming. Many of us realize we're asleep as you can't see clocks or tell the time at all when dreaming. You also are unable to read a book. So next time you're dreaming, try to find a clock or try to find a book and read it. And when you realize it's a blank book, then you'll probably wake up. What and if the book has letters on it, though? What happened? <laughs> what if the book has words? Oh, shit. Stuck? If the book has words, then go to your nearest psychological laboratory and have them study your brain because you're probably a fucking alien. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably a fucking Anunnaki. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I can't wait for the day that the Anunnaki's just come back and they're like, my earthly children, <laughs> you have made me proud. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going to get blown up. We're probably going to send the news. used to be monkey. <laughs> We're going to fucking blow them down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Imagine that. Imagine We're not even going to give them a fucking chance. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Imagine you just fucking see... Earlier this morning, catch it on tape. We have the video of the Anunnaki invasion. You just fucking see them flying. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Big fucking, just like fucking fallout with the fat man, the fucking little mini nuke. That's hilarious. Um, that's probably that probably will happen, right? We'll call that's, it if the aliens yeah, came. We, they probably know that. Touch. That's that's why they don't come just straight up like that. Cause then they'll fucking. Get their fucking shit blown up. They see what we do to each other. Imagine what we'll do to aliens. They're like, these fuckers will drop nukes on their own planet. Yeah, they probably fucking... We became so fucking shoot now and then ask questions later instead of right. fucking... Yeah, you know I mean, it's, 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 it's a whole another... You know what I mean? Because the first thing we'll say is, oh, it's from another country. Or it's from... Yeah. That's all we'll say. It's fucking... Fuck, like, I'm tears, bro. I can't, I'm just imagining, like, the aliens pulling up and then just... Tactical nuke in by heart. Yeah. Well, you remember, you remember when when they they. We'll I don't know if you ever heard about this. Up. I don't remember about what the fucking the what was it the USO the unidentified submerged object <clears> that popped up on on the I forgot which beach it was. I think it was like mm. Santa Monica or, or the aircraft or, itself washed up or it, it, it was no it, 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 it popped out of the water and then fucking mm. the military started firing yeah. at it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think I know. Well, let me bring this up actually. They just straight started firing at it and they yeah. thought it was the the Chinese. They thought it was the Chinese because <laughs> I think we had trouble with the Chinese at that time. So they're like, oh, it's the Chinese, and we just started firing at the fucking ship. That's what's interesting too. Speaking about that. That a lot of the there's this uh, conversation about let me see the USO the conversation about whether the UFOs that people claim to see might be actually aliens or it might be uh, Russian and Chinese technology the, the advanced technology that we're not aware of which is more scary you know don't you think it's more scary if like the the UFOs are actually Chinese and Russian aircrafts and their technology is so advanced that they could just do shit like that. Then they're ahead of us, and we're kind of fucked, aren't we? I mean, if you see their advancements in science, they're pretty—they're pretty far ahead of us already. Yeah, they that's true. Fucking, huh? They're not hiding it. 
Yeah, they got so fucking like, fuck buses. It. I want you to know. They got buses that avoid all traffic and shit. <laughs> like, oh, shit, yeah. yeah. Over here, we got fucking traffic that tries to crash into buses. I mean, we're fucked. Yeah, we got all kinds of crazy shit here. We got people yeah. fucking... We got... Oh, my God. Yeah, we, America, we're fucked. We got fucking... Oh, man, don't get me started. We got a lot of interesting characters, but we don't got any advancements in technology, that's for sure. You know what? And, uh-huh. and the way it's looking, we're going to be fucking headed down a bad path because we got all these iPad babies out here now that are just fucking... It's fucking crazy. Stuck Speak, on... Speaking uh-huh. about babies, uh, another uh, dream fact. Toddlers do not dream about themselves. That's right. We do not feature our own. We do not feature in our own dreams until we're around three or four. So back to my point where I was trying to say if we could remember dreams from a baby. I guess even if you could, you wouldn't remember yourself until you're about three or four. So that's interesting. Between the ages of one day and two to two and a half years, you you can't see your face in your in your own dream. Why do you think that is? Do you think it's because babies don't look in mirrors? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. No, yeah. honestly, I was gonna say you can't you can't dream of yourself if you have uh-huh. no idea what yourself looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, because as soon as they look in the mirror, this that face is going right into the dream. Um, and then it says right here, the last fact of today's podcast is we were speaking about this. I actually tried to bring up a company. And I couldn't remember, but here it is. It says, Google was invented in a dream. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The idea for Google came to Larry Page when he was dreaming. This is just one of the exciting innovations inspired by sleep. Others include the sewing machine and the periodic table of elements. This just proves the power of a great rest. Interesting. So you see, that's just... Google was invented in a dream. I mean, Google was one of the unargue. You can't argue that Google's one of the biggest inventions of our time. The the ability to look things up in one second. All you gotta do is type a few words, and you have the the fucking all the information at your hands. It's pretty uh pretty uh, good advancement. You know, pretty good invention. All due to dreaming. So shout out to dreams. Sleep more. You might invent Google. You might become a trillionaire. If that's not a reason to sleep more, I don't know what is. Get some good sleep. And you might dream of a multi-billion dollar company one day. Who knows? Uh, You got something to say about that, Noob? What do you think about that? That's interesting, right? Google being found in the dream. Yeah, I mean, I feel like everybody has these moments where they come up with good ideas in their in their mm-hmm. dreams. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just... Sure. But then we forget them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the. That's why some people write down their dreams. dreams. I know people keep like dream logs. I think that's pretty smart, you know. But then again, there's like, you know, there's this like, oh, uh, you know, you dream, and then you're like, oh, it's you know, fuck, I forgot right away, and then but if you even if you write it down, you know, I think as you're writing it down, you're gonna start forgetting it too. So, I don't know, is it possible? Who knows, right? That's why you got to use one of those dream catchers. You remember those dream catchers they used to sell back in the days? I don't know if they still sell them. Or you keep them over your bed and it's supposed to catch all the nightmares. Yeah. That's an interesting concept there. You think those work at all? I don't know. I mean, I thought about getting one before. Like, like, yeah, for right sure. Now. Me too. I'm but I never. Right I... Now. <laughs> Let me test this fucking theory, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you wake up and the shit's upside down and then you're like, fuck, I guess I fucking no, I... summoned a sleep <laughs> demon. 
Okay, so and I fucked up. Yeah, you don't fucked up. You don't rob the Demogorgon. Uh, wait. So we're speaking about lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis. Now let's talk about another sleep phenomenon: sleep walking, sleep eating, and in some rare cases, sleep driving. So not only oh, are you what happened? I said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. So not only are you fucking asleep and cut from your your motor system. But now you your motor system is enabled, and it's working, but you're not conscious. What do you think? Of, what do you think is going on there? I think it's just when your body gets stuck in a daily routine. You get me? That, that makes sense. It start, because I know there's times where I've woken up, and I sp- I I talked in my sleep, and it's about work. Don't you know, my spouse has told my my spouse was telling me that you know I was like. Talking about work, <laughs> so she's like, she's like, I don't yeah. know if you're like thinking too much about work, but it just happens, you know. Just like when you get so used, dreaming about work, yeah, yeah. I think when your body gets so used to the repetitive routine that it happens. Because there's even times where I had dreams where I wake up, get ready for work, and I'm on my way to work, and I wake up and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> like, oh what the fuck, shit, man? yeah, yeah. That's a crazy. You know what's the good ones though? When you're dreaming about work on a day off, and then you're like, fuck, it's my day off. Thank God, I'm gonna go to work. <laughs> You know, that's, that's a good, that's a good part of it. But actually, you know, it, that's interesting, the point that you brought up. It it may be, huh? Because sometimes I feel like I have moments where I'll be like, where I'll think about going to work and, and you know, going to school and shit like that. And I'll just think about it like, fuck, I can't even really believe I did that. Like, I did it, but my mind wasn't all the way there when I did it. So, like, in a way, it was an involuntary action, but... Obviously, I know that I'm doing it. I know that I have to go to work. I know that I got to go to school. I know that I got to be certain places. So I'm aware, but the movement itself becomes so, like you were saying, a routine. It becomes so involuntary in a way where you just kind of, your brain shuts down and you're just letting your body do its thing. You know, same thing with driving sometimes. You'll just catch yourself thinking while you're driving, you know, but you already know. You're aware of the road and everything, but you just get lost in the moment sometimes. So, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but, but what we're talking about is a physical action that you're aware of. Sleepwalking, sleep eating, sleep driving. That's more of like a, that's like somebody getting blackout drunk and doing some crazy shit, you know? Because they were yeah, already but when you're drunk, Yeah, when you're drunk, it, it, it impacts your motor skills and it impacts, it oh, impacts your body. Oh, that's That's a good point, yeah. Makes when it hard to when walk. You're, when you're asleep, your body's still able mm. to to do everything that it needs to do you get me when that when you're sleepwalking or that does, you when know, that's interesting like if you you know i don't know if you can control a person while they're sleepwalking you know in a sense but but it, like you know like let's say a field sobriety test right like a police let's if you were to somehow i mean this is a weird question a weird thought to have but if you were to like ask a sleepwalking person and somehow have get them to do a like a test, their motor skills would probably be on point, but you know they're just no, not there. Well, you gotta remember, they're, they're in their, in their they mind. They wake up. Yeah, they'll wake up because in their mind they're doing their same routine. So if somebody will pull them over and tell them to do motor skills, they automatically wake up like what the fuck? Because that that disrupts the routine. That disrupts what they're already used to. You know what I mean? 
their body's only doing what they're already used yeah, to. But if something sense. catches something catches them off guard, it's kind of like, oh shit, what the fuck, you mean? Yeah, I guess it would be hard to do that to pull off that experimente unless you just fuck. Yeah, no, nah, that would be a crazy experiment. You would have to fucking get them used to that and then see if they could do it. Yeah, but I mean, when I see people sleepwalking, you know, sometimes they include stairs. Sometimes when they're sleep eating, you know, you gotta grab the thing out of the fridge and hold it, and and with the other hand eat it and make sure you're not stabbing yourself in the eye with a fork, you know. So, uh, there is some like some trace of involuntary movement right there, you know, where it's just, you know, you've put food in your mouth so many times that you just know how to do it. You you got the calculation down. You got the hand-eye coordination. Well, not eye, I guess, but just hand coordination down. You already know how to how to eat that. You know how to put a fork in your mouth. You know how to walk down this flight of stairs because you've done it so many times. You know how much space there is between each stair. Things like that, you know? It's interesting. Yeah, because when you walk or when you talk or or when you yeah. eat, you don't think about it no more. It's not like you're thinking, okay, I got to pick up my spoon. Okay, I got to do this. Like when a child is learning, they're, they're every, you could see, even when somebody's learning how to drive a car, you see how they... Every little movement they do, they're overthinking or they're thinking about it. You know I mean, now we when we drive, right, it's right. like you're not even think you're not even thinking about it no more. You know, you just oh here comes the turn. Okay, boom, your hand automatically does what it needs to do, goes back to where it needs to be. But oh, okay, when you're eating, you're not sitting there staring at your fork, picking up the food, doing this, you're <laughs> yeah. just cutting. Boom. Yeah? Your yeah, body's yeah. already your your body just knows how to react to that moment, how how to how to do what it has to do without your mind fully giving it every little step of detail. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think, again, that's more of your... Because you're not using your mind at all, you know, your consciousness is completely gone. And you're completely using your motor skills when you're sleepwalking. Then it's more... It's kind of like your your physical actions get even more heightened. Like, you know, you become more accurate, like you are saying. You become more uh, stern. And it might be just because you're doing the same things over and over again, but... That you know what to bring to connect that to the very first point that I ever brought up in this podcast, where we were talking about how uh, where I brought up the point that when you're in an uncomfortable place, a, a new place, then you have more trouble sleeping. So to mix that theory with the theory of sleepwalking, do you think it's impossible for someone who sleepwalks to sleepwalk in a place where they've never slept because they have no sense of familiarity to it? So would it just like cross that part out? Or would they just try and sleepwalk like if they're home in another house, for example? Um, it's a hard one because the thing is that when I feel like even if you sleep at somewhere you're not comfortable, you're not gonna be fully. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have some like you're gonna be a light sleeper in, in oh, a way. I know what you're me? saying. Yeah, you're gonna have more trouble sleeping. Yeah, so it's gonna be kind of hard for your your conscience to fully take over or your or your mind to fully shut down and your body just to react. Cause it's like, in a way, you're still gonna be kind of uh paranoid of your surroundings or, par- or or suspicious of what's around you you get me so you know because i had it happen to myself like when i work out of town and and I, I i had to stay in a hotel or or something like that like i i i tend to wake up a lot more like when the ac turns on i wake up like what the fuck was that and it's the ac you know yeah and i'm like oh fuck it's just the ac home. yeah you know I me mean? so it's like the little moments that like it's a, i'm a lot light i'm more of a light sleeper away from home than i am at home I, i'm still a light sleeper at home but it's it takes a lot more of a of something that's abnormal that I know what's not familiar. Like I I'm already used to sounds in my house. You get me? Whether it's yeah, my dog, whether whether it's whether it's my AC, whether it's this, whether it's that. I'm already used to it. But when I know I'm not at home, and I hear a normal sound, I'm like, oh, I gotta wake up. You get me? Because I know I'm not home. I know that I'm somewhere else, and I don't know what the fuck the sound was. You get me? 
Yeah, that's also interesting because uh, there's a I heard somebody speak about this once where they said that your mind tends to do that where when you get familiar with living in a certain environment, let's say like a, a, a city where you hear honking constantly like we did. We grew up hearing sirens our whole life. We grew mm-hmm. up hearing helicopters, just cars moving, certain noises that we were just used to. And then, uh, you know, that that creates a subconscious block between the background noises of your daily life and versus you just trying to live your life, you know. Because if you, if you experience this, you know, like you were saying, you know, if you go through that experience of, let's say, go to a hotel and it's somewhere that you've never slept, you're you're li- you're sleeping in anxiety you know you're sleeping with some heightened sense some awareness some sensitivities so the body probably uh consciously blocks a lot of those or subconsciously blocks a lot of those things so that you don't feel that anxiety anymore you know because like the first time if you move into a house you, you do have the feeling because it's a new house you know but mm-hmm. if you had that new house feeling every time then you would never be able to sleep comfortably but it's kind of like that it's kind of like the idea of the brain like setting its mode to be like, all right, this is home. This is where I'm comfortable. Right here, you, you just you chill. You live in peace right here, you know? It has a different behavior versus when you're outside and, you know, you're experiencing things and you got to have a heightened sense of awareness. It's just something to think about. It's interesting. But yeah, nope. Sleep eaters. Sleep eaters. Sleep. I wonder if anybody's ate, I mean, uh, choked in their fucking sleep or... Or drown. That's true. Trying to drink some That's milk. <laughs> Trying to drink that some is. milk and you fucking drown. That is true. Uh, fucking stuff in that face. Yeah, stuff in the fucking face. You know, eating some expired shit that they forgot to throw out. Oh, that would be foul, bro. <laughs> <laughs> eating like a fucking moldy piece of bread and waking up with a mushroom coming out of your eye. Be I'm not crazy. gonna. I'm not even gonna hold you though. One time I drank expired milk. Well, I ate expired oh, milk with cereal, it's, it's, but it wasn't chunky. It wasn't chunky. Yeah. It was just like, and I remember yeah, I like I was like, like that too. and it was just sweet. But I thought it was the fruit because I was eating fruity pebbles. I was like, oh damn, these fruity pebbles are sweet as fuck. So I'm eating mm. it, and then my spouse grabs the milk and she's like, "Did you check the expiration date?" I'm like, "No, why should I expire like like I think like a couple of days before that?" And I was like. I well, crazy. I mean, I'm like, shit. I mean, fuck it. You know, it is what it is. I mean, milk affects me regardless. I'm lactose intolerant. So it affects me regardless. I was like, oh, whatever. It's going to hurt me anyway, you know? So it was like a it doesn't really... like, uh, super effective. It yeah. Like so double, I was just like, double bad, yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, whatever. You know, it is what it is. But I'm talking about like some fucking bad cheese, bro. Like, you could tell when the cheese is bad. Like, you could straight tell oh, when it's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It has that like we had some expired turkey in the fridge, and I fucking, you know, I go to make myself a sandwich, and I touch the turkey, and the fucking turkey had turned into, like, yogurt. And I was like, oh, God. I was like, what the fuck? What, what, what kind of turkey is this? You know, like, is this a real fucking turkey, or is this some fucking GMO, GMO. Santo <laughs> fucking turkey gobble-gobble made in a fucking lab thing, you know? I don't think tur- yeah. turkeys don't turn to jelly, not that I'm aware of, you know? I mean, I don't know. Not yet. Not yet. Facts. Maybe it was an alien fucking turkey or something crazy. Next for next for Thanksgiving, they're gonna start having turkey jam. Oh, bro, they're gonna have some crazy shit. I might have just invented something without even knowing. I should have just blended it up and sold it. Called it turkey gravy or some shit. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I think for sure that was today's conversation was very interesting and think people could probably add a lot to the conversation you know because dreams are so like how i said uh, for one third of our lives a quarter maybe for some depending on how long you live or how much you sleep but for it to be such a major part of our lives you know it's something that we can't go without thinking about and you had mentioned how you know people keep a log and people even try and i've done this before i've looked up i've had crazy dreams where i've looked looked up the next day uh, what does it mean if you dream a bird is flying above you or some shit, you know? And then they got a, they have a translation for everything. Yeah. Like they oh, if you see a bird, then the bird represents your you're wanting to be free or some shit. You want to fly away. Yeah, but even <laughs> you know, even all yeah. that even all that is, is interpretations that people have. It's, you, uh-huh. They genuinely they genuinely very, don't know. They right, just have from person to person. Yeah. It's kind of like uh horoscopes in a way you know it depends on who you ask they might give you a different explanation oh my god yeah fucking horoscope now now i find out that there's not you're not even one thing now you could be three things in one you could be fucking this that let's talk about that real quick before we get to the (laughs) end here because that is something that i want to talk about too about how now you could be a cancer moon and a scorpio sun and uh this is starting to sound like a fucking greek mythology theory or some shit how they got birth charts. Did you see the star charts now? They got birth charts, star charts. They got moon, yeah, they got, moon phases. What phase was the moon in when you were born? Crazy shit. Yeah, I, I hear all kinds of crazy shit. I'm just like, bro, like. I think that's the Anunnaki's getting to us. That's but, No, that's that's social media right there. That's <laughs> the Anunnaki's trying to get us to look up at the stars again. That's just fucking, I don't know what that is. That, you're that's a human, the way, a what pisses me off. People fucking can name every fucking astro like like astrological sign, but can't yeah, name every fucking continent. Zodiacs, can't yeah. name every fucking continent, but they can name every <laughs> astrological funny, sign. Yeah. They can't name the. They can't if you name ask them, nothing. If you if you ask them, what fucking continent is is uh fucking uh let's say China in right? You lost like, me. Is no, it yeah. is in China a continent? Like no, and then but if you ask them, what fucking astrological sign for december or or, or january <laughs> something yeah. something that, that oh it's this and that yeah you, me, you if you tell them to name three countries they won't fucking know what the fuck they're talking about right right they should teach a class in astrology i mean geology who people aren't even learning geology they're learning astrology well, that's, we learned we learned this in fourth grade in fourth and fifth grade like, this is fucking is elementary true. shit and they teach us this i remember learning the seven continents and i remember like it bugged me so much because mm. I, for a long time I thought United States was a continent, but this is when I was a kid in elementary. Right. And it never made sense to me. How is there seven continents with United States and this and this and that are continents? I was confusing the countries with the continents until finally I got it on board with it, and I was it like, okay, pretty, cool. Uh, confusing concept at first. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Exactly. So it's you know it's like it's 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 crazy shit because it's people yeah. are so. When it comes to like social media and stuff like that, they're so in tune. But when it comes to actual education, even though. The shit that they learn, like that, like the ge- the geology and all that shit. Okay, I get it. They might not use it in life, right? But yeah. at the well, same time, well, they could if they went and saw the world, then they would use it, you know. But because they don't have no plans of seeing the world, then there's no application. Yeah. But like you said, exactly. people set their expectations very low. You just gotta have a chain and a nice shirt. You can stay where you're at. You don't have to do nothing in life. 
Exactly. So if that's you're a that's cancer, then you're emotional like me. <laughs> and uh, if if you're it's better if you're a Capricorn yeah. like me, or you're fucking hard headed and stuff. And <laughs> da, da, da. I trust. Me, I've heard it all. I'm just like, bro, I'm not even. Yeah. You know, I'm I think you are who you are, and and your astrological sign has nothing to do with it. It's just you gotta have the drive. You gotta have this. You gotta have that. Yeah. You know I mean? And don't fall into some category because you feel like it is that. You guys should try bird watching instead of astrology. It's better and it's real. It's based in real life. There's real birds out there. You can find. Bro, there's competitions in bird watching. Yeah, you see something. To have you seen that? For. Where people will go out and have to take pictures, and whoever has the most pictures of the, of certain birds, right? Like a different species of birds, Rare they birds win a prize. Yeah. yeah. And these other fucking people fly all across the world trying to find these birds. Yeah, you see, guys, you guys gotta go out and see the see the world. I think because the our perception is like fuck the. The city that we live in is pretty big, let alone, <clears throat> or even the neighborhood sometimes is big enough, let alone the city, let alone the entire state, let alone the entire U.S., and then uh, even worse, the entire fucking world, you know, so uh, I, I think we have such a closed, closed view of the world, we have no fascination, you know, when you're a kid, you have this, like, oh, you want to, you want to imagine what the world is like, and you want to go see it, and and, you know, experience it, and then for some reason, or even now, now it's happening at a younger age because of technology, where that creativity, that imagination, that wonder about the world around you starts to die down. So it's our responsibility to intentionally keep that feeling alive so that people continue to live their live their lives out, you know, naturally, you know, go out and see the world, go to your forest, you know, go walk around, go hit the hiking trail uh nearest to you go walk by the beach you know go uh see what's going on around you meet new people talk to the people in your community you know uh, create that human bond you know now people get so comfortable like you were saying with just okay i'm gonna look down at my screen and the whole world is right here you know i I know how to dress i know how to talk i know how to look i know i know what to do based off of whatever's on my phone or they'll see it they'll see a picture of uh, fucking mount everest or or and they feel like they've been Machu there. Pichu. They just, yeah, and they, they're like, enough. "Oh, I already seen what needs to be seen." But there's, there's a, there's a, a, a sense of, of, of like thrill and, and adrenaline that pumps through your veins when you visit new locations or or places that you've never been to. That that just that just indulges you. I mean, it's and that's the thing. They're not getting that same experience. They think it's just a visual effect, but there's so much more that happens when you travel when you see new things. Yeah, and it's like a that's like a, a achievement of being of existence you know versus like uh getting other people's approval or it's just it's a fate it's something that we created is wanting people's approval you know versus what we were meant to do on this earth which is to you know to explore it to see what it's like to you know go to places like that you know some people don't even live far from some nice places and and because of whatever reason you know excuses and so what they don't want to or they just choose not to uh, go to the, see these places to expand their horizons. And you never know. The experience itself is one piece of the... Or, you know, the thing itself is one piece of the experience. But the ex- entire experience comes with people that you'll meet. Things you'll see. Memories you'll create. Pictures you'll take. Uh, lessons you'll learn. Just by... I mean, you can see something. Sometimes, like, right? Like the Grand Canyon. I, I still want to go to the Grand Canyon. Because I feel like standing in front of something like that would just like be crazy you know just to fucking look at this big gas canyon and you know imagining knowing that there's theories that the grand canyon was filled with water once like just imagining a big body of water 
just looking at it, you know, just checking that off of the list of like, okay, I've been here, you know, I've experienced, I've smelt the air here, I've seen the ground, you know, I've touched the ground, I know what it's like, you know, but I mean, I don't know, I guess we're just, we're comfortable being where we are, you know, not going places. There's a lot of people that don't even know where the Grand Canyon is. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, uh, some people probably are like, Grand Canyon, is that on Mars? You know, so that's that's the thing. That, um, like you were saying, people are more familiar with what's going on in on social media versus what's going on in the world, on the world around them, in the world around them, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's interesting. It's kind of sad, but uh, uh, what can you do about it? You know, that's why we got to... I think it's it's the responsibility of people who are in charge of media and things like that to make the right decisions and maybe push people to explore the world more, you know. Like Pokemon Go, you know, yeah, you know how you brought up Pokemon Go? You know, it's a video yeah. game, but at least there's some aspect of it where it's like go out and see the world, you fucking Pokemon trainer or whatever the fuck, you know. It's like you know, you're going to play the game, you're going to throw Pokéballs, you're going to catch Pokémon cool, but you know, there's some place right here where you get points. Go look at it, and then you actually have to go see the place physically, at least, you know? Yeah, but then that's Some people got dangerous. shot and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. People yeah, are in the hood like, looking for a Charizard and shit. It was a good idea, and so fucking, you know, there's always a few people that are, like, that, that, that are ignorant, and they have bad mentality. Like, who the fuck is this person walking through my spot when this guy's like, yeah, I'm fucking Charizard, like, you know? And then, he's like, who he's the, like where who the fuck is Charizard from? Yeah, who, who charged our homie like James like, it was a good, it was a good idea. But like I said, it, it's it's hard for everybody to be on the same page with shit like that because there's always those few people that are that are stuck in this fucking box that just don't believe that there's anything more than some couple of streets. Yeah, and that's that's uh that's one of the motivations for this podcast is where we come from and trying to expand people's horizons through conversations and just introducing ideas that you know we i mean we grew up how we grew up but you know we we seen a lot and we experienced a lot so you know the the thing about how we're saying is one of the things about being a human is sharing experiences and having conversations which is another thing that we don't do a lot you know people tend to feel like they're going through the world by themselves and it's them versus the world and that's just what it is but that's not the situation. We're all simultaneously going through this together. Each person around you is some part of the experience. You know, so you don't got to like everybody. You don't got to love everybody. You don't have to be friends with everybody. But at least the simple acknowledgement that we're all going through this human experience. And then that combined with the want, the desire for us to be to be better, to be a better species, to have better morals, to have better character. And to advance and to evolve more, you know, uh, just that simple desire. If we all had it in us, we could make a lot of progress, you know. And it takes little by little people turning new leaves and uh, being introduced to new ideas where they can look at life from a different perspective. Because, you know, like we said before, a lot of people don't have the perspective of living a long life to begin with, let alone to be making substantial progress in life. You know, it's like, okay, let's reach this goal, this short-term goal. And then I can die happy. And that's the mentality of a lot of people where uh, because of because life ends doesn't mean that you have to live with a negative perspective about it ending. You know, you should still be happy that you're alive and you should still do the most while you're alive, regardless of where it's going, just for the sake of the universe itself. You know, and I know that sounds kind of hippy dippy, but fuck it. You know, that's why we're here. You know, 
Because yeah. of the universe. So, fuck it. We're here because of the stars. So, we got to get back to the stars and get back to the Anunnaki's and tell them to fucking give us another upgrade. Yeah, but that's 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 a big problem we're having now, too, that people are just losing their drive, losing the losing their, their sense of adventure. Everybody's like, well... And that's what that's what all the electronics are doing. They're taking the sense of adventure. Before we were, we were so adventurous. We were like we had to explore every little fucking detail of every little thing. You know what I mean? We had to know everything. Yep. There's people. There was people traveling. There was people uh, uh, financing uh, travels and all this stuff. And now it's hard for college students to even get uh, finance to travel and and do research. Why? Because people are like, no, we'd rather spend it on this or let's, let's promote on this or promote on that. You get me? And people are getting stuck in these cubicles and not realizing what it is. And you get me? They're not, they're not understanding. Mm-hmm. Or, they're, yeah. or they're living, they're living day by day, just trying to fucking make ends meet. And they're just forgetting yeah. that, the, the, that wherever they're staying is a, small compared to how, how big the world is. Yeah. I think a lot of that is too an unconscious depression that happens to people that don't that don't even realize that the reason they're so they're in a you know they get accustomed to the mood and it becomes regular but but they don't recognize that there's a way to change it you know and it's just by like you're saying living more uh you made a good point too about saying that uh having you know having this having this attachment to reality you know having this like anchor in reality where it's like oh you you know you're online too much and then the way also, you know, it's an interesting thing that people do where, you know how uh, people will be at concerts and instead of watching the concert that they paid hundreds of dollars, maybe thousands for, they're recording on their phone, right? Like they're watching the concert through their phone screen, trying to make sure they're recording it when they could just be getting the full experience. Because, you know, back when we were growing up, people had this saying where they used to say uh, things like, oh, I don't believe it until I've seen it with my own eyes or you know, unless I've gone through it, you know, I can't say if it's true or not, you know, and, and then it switched to like this, oh, well, if you don't got a video of it, it didn't happen, oh, well, if you don't have a picture of it, it didn't happen, you know, and it's like, I understand what people are saying, they're saying like, oh, well, you need proof for it, but before there was a, an ability to have this proof, people just enjoyed the moment, you know, they just, they happened, and they were content with the fact that it happened, and, you know, they experienced it, and th- there was no need to prove it to anybody, you know, it's like I, mm. I went through it. If somebody doesn't like if I went to this fucking concert and and, and I say I did and somebody says I didn't, it doesn't matter that they said I didn't because I did. You know, the experience really happened. You know, it doesn't matter. But because now we care so much about the way the, the fact that other people use that as evidence to like go against what you're saying is what creates that. Like, oh, I got to be on my phone. I got to be in the moment. I got to be present online or else people are going to forget about me. You know, or else I'm not going to be a part of the crowd no more. They're not going to, you know, like, they're going to judge me for that. You know, like, oh, the same way I would say, like, you got to record the concert. You got to put it on your story. You got to show people that you were there because being there isn't enough. Like, the fact that you paid so much money for it, hard-earned money isn't enough. You still got to go the extra mile and record it and not experience it fully, you know. And that's just a, another byproduct of that social media effect where we crave attention. You know. Mhm. Yeah. So sometimes yeah. I wonder. Uh-huh. Sometimes I wonder that if instead of spending money, like you ever seen that movie End Time? In Time, no. It's about where they don't use currency; they use time. 
as 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 currency basically they don't use like like solid so you use time and then when your time runs out you're basically dead so the more rich you are the more immortal you become you know what i mean yeah i wonder if people will have like time instead of money right how would they spend that's their interesting time? that's interesting i was having this thought too the other day i was thinking about that about you know if you take away all the the bullshit then time equals money you know if it if you work a job you know you work you put in eight hours and then you get money for the hours. But if you do the conversions and you just take away the job and just, you know, the whole thing is time equals money. So in a sense that, you know, the, you're saying what if, but we are doing that. It's just disguised in a system, in a capitalistic system where you work and the labor that you do is valued at some time, some value per hour, which. And then I was thinking, what would be a system that would replace that? You know, what's a better system? So, you know, um, I think we're already in that what you're saying about switching your time for things. And even though it's not as like obvious, it's not that blunt, you know, and you and it would probably cause people to be more cautious. Right. If they Uh if they knew that they were spending time, you know, if it was like, oh, shit, uh, should I really get this cheeseburger with extra cheese or should I save 30 minutes of my life? Is it really worth 30 minutes of my life? But then again, you know that you can make that that comparison with a lot of things you know like when you smoke a cigarette you know knowing it's unhealthy you're taking some some time off your life when you're eating something that's unhealthy uh you know you're le- i mean this is all a chance right it's, it may be it might affect you it might not but we're still willing to take the chance you know of, of switching our time for simple enjoyment because we want to just feel the we want to feel it right now we want to have the food right now. We want to get high right now, get drunk right now, and uh, just feel that thing right away. Instant, instant gratification. Right, right. Instead of thinking like, "Oh, uh, what is it going to have a long term effect?" You're not, you don't, even, you're not even thinking about the long term because if you tell somebody like, "Oh, what is your life going to be like when you're 50 years old, when they're 20 years old?" Nobody has any way of knowing what 30 years in the future looks like. So. We just dismiss it. We don't even think about it. We're just like, oh, it is what it is. It'll it'll come when it comes. But when that moment comes, you'll realize that it's just a product of everything you've already done, which is like the moment that you're living right now. Regardless of how you felt when you were like me, right? I'm 25 years old. Regardless of how I felt when I was 15, 10 years have passed on my life. So the last 10 years of decisions have had an effect on me right now, regardless of whether I was conscious of it or not. It's just, it is what it is, you know? So if you have more of a consciousness about those decisions, then you do more, you know? Which is why when people get older, I think they tend to, uh, like you're saying, spend their time more wisely because they understand the relationship between time and money more closely over experience. I don't know, it's a fascinating thought. That's a good point. And everybody should think about that, you know? Because people definitely would spend their time. If you had to spend direct time versus money, you would definitely not spend it so wastefully, right? You would hold mm-hmm. on to it. You would want. You would make you value the time that you do have more. So yeah, it's interesting, but it's also interesting to think. So, what is there some amount of money that we could just give? I mean, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting thing to think about, and I think that's. I think we're going through that struggle right now, because they're messing so much with minimum wage, with uh, what they call basic. 
or uh, universal basic income. Like, have you heard about that idea of just giving everybody like a thousand dollars a month, and then whatever they make on top of that is up to them? Yeah, that's stupid. You think it's stupid? Yeah. It fucks up the economy. I mean, yeah, of course, right? The idea itself is like, oh, you're gonna fuck up the economy. But then, the idea is also that the money goes back into the economy, and it has it creates more of a likelihood nah. that somebody might create something way more successful. I mean, yeah, but it's a chance. That's nah, a, that's, a, that's a real liberal idea, you know, socialist idea in a way. All it's gonna do is what if what oh. about the people that are deciding to send their money out of state, or send their yeah, money somewhere else? Course. That's 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 the big thing. Or the people that are you know. And then there's gonna be a bunch of people that are refusing to work, and what's gonna happen? The the yeah. jobs are gonna de- the, the the workforce is gonna decline more than it already has. It's just gonna you know, because a thousand bucks a month is what most people like most like a lot of people on minimum wage will make, or a little bit less than what minimum wage, you know. So a lot of people are like, oh, I'm getting paid a thousand bucks. Yeah, it is an interesting you know? thing because I mean the the assumption is that yeah people are just gonna f- go and fuck the money off. They're gonna go mm-hmm. drink it, smoke it, gamble it away. Fucking chill, buy an Xbox. Shit, that's what I would do. Buy me a fucking Xbox. Chill and live on my thousand dollars a month. Shit, I don't gotta do nothing. <laughs> what the fuck you talking about? People yeah, will start to bunk up. All it's gonna take is four people to bunk up when they got a joint income of four thousand dollars a month. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, I mean that is interesting. Yeah. I mean it's it's just a fucking it's just a proposal, but you know the fact that they're even considering it says a lot about. Maybe says a lot about the state that we're in, the the point that we're at in time where we're coming to this realization that we have to improve the quality of life for people in America. But the question of how is is complicated. You know, that's what I was saying. It, we, we that time of exchanging money for, uh, of exchanging time for money. That idea is uh is what's going on right now. It's already happening. Capitalism, that's what happens, right? Through some some exchanges, some conversions. You should give your time. Your time is worth some amount of money per hour and then, you know, you get a check based off of that that equation right there. But is there some way I mean Well people don't see it as that way. They see yeah. it as oh people see it like and that's what I tell guys that work at my industry because I'm like, you gotta think of it this way. If you know that every day you go to work and you're losing eight hours of your life, get me? And on times more, because in, in, in my field, you know, the wear and tear on your body starts to slowly decay your body. So instead of eight hours of your life that you're losing because you're working those eight hours, you're losing a total of 12 hours, right? Because the extra four hours that you're losing your life. So instead of living to right. 70, you're living to 69 mm-hmm. years, so-and-so days, and so-and-so hours, and so-and-so minutes, right? So that's that's... That's the thing people don't realize. Like when you're working in any work field too, because even in fast food, you're exposed to chemicals. You're exposed to to yeah, stuff plus that just the stress, the daily stress, the daily stress, all that stuff. Starly starts to 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 affect your body. So you know, so you're losing more time than you're putting into the clock, even though you don't realize it. Whatever four or five hours you work at your job, you're still losing like probably another hour or two of your life because yeah. you're slowly putting more stress on your body. You're and exposing yourself to chemicals. From traffic. Yeah. You're spending a lot of time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then shit. I mean, it, do, it a job takes over your life if you let it. I mean, it it takes a lot to to go to fight that feeling of, you know, when you get home, you're still in like work mode. I guess you could say you're still in that mode because you're there eight hours a day. 
you know, your you be, you, your personality changes because you're in a different environment. That's just, you know, like the Chinese have an old saying about the three the the three faces. You know, you have uh, you've got the face of who you are with yourself, the face of who you are with your family, and then the face that you show the world. And uh, you know, the juggling of those three things creates a lot of stress and creates a lot of conflict within oneself. So when you're at a a, a job where you know, the, the face at your job is something that you're really not because the environment is something that makes you uncomfortable or that you don't enjoy. Shit, that's just, that just adds, you know, that just multiplies how much time you're losing because of stress. So, But yeah, that's a good point that you brought up. You know, a lot of people probably don't think about that because it's not something that you have time to think about. You're just fucking out there making money. You know, you're trying to survive. You're trying to get by. So the sooner that you could... You know, get home, chill, eat a meal, and go to sleep. You know, the better. Get ready for. The thing is, the thing is that they gotta realize too. Sac if they sacrifice the instant gratifications that they're getting now, they could have a chance of a better opportunity later on in the future. Instead of buying that new pair of shoes that you want, that jewelry that you want, or getting a car with payments that you want, stuff like that. If you sacrifice those small instant gratifications and start saving that money and put it towards something more solid, which will create passive income. Mm-hmm. You'll be living a lot more better, and all the stuff that you wanted when you didn't, you you couldn't. Instead of getting instant gratification, you could get that same instant gratification with the with the luxury of being in a comfort area where you know it's not gonna affect your day to day. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's just that that fucking you know, a lot of uh, or maybe some people I don't know how many people, but I know I've I felt this before, just that. That attitude of like, fuck, I worked for this money, you know, I might as well enjoy it. And, you know, that's true that you should, you do deserve to enjoy your money because you work for it. But, you know, like you're saying, there's so much more that you could do with it. There's so much more benefit if you're just willing to be patient, if you're willing to have some discipline and control. But it is, it's a difficult impulse as a person, as a human, you know, I understand the human struggle of just spending money. Of just fucking, you know, having it and wanting to do something because you have it, but you know, it's a it's a something tough. It's, it's a lot easier said than done, and uh, hopefully, though, people start to move or or maybe maybe it's something that has to do with the banks. You know, maybe one day someone will make an app. You know, this is a call out to all the geniuses out there. If someone makes an app where these things become more accessible, because I know some some bank apps allow you to set up certain loans and, and accounts and things like that. But if we could make these investments, you know, affordable investments, if we could create a marketplace of affordable investments uh, for people so we can allow them to be, uh, to access opportunities more readily, then, you know, that would encourage it more versus having all these apps where like, you know, DoorDash, Postmates, Amazon, Walmart, where you can just get on your phone and fuck off a bunch of money just with a few taps of the screen. We should also make the effort to do the the opposite, which is not just take people's money, but also create a way for people to create more income uh, at a, at a more readily available means of doing it. You know, but it's it's interesting. I don't know. That's the future. You know, I, I always I think right now that maybe the people that are the most in charge of the future are the guys who are like uh, software engineers who are building the apps. You know, a lot of the the AI guys. You know, we always talk about AI. Uh, the guys who working like on things like that, technology, software, 
I think that's where it's going, and those are the guys that are going to have the most success in the future. And we need a lot more people in those fields working and creating these things, creating apps, creating programs, making sure that TikTok doesn't happen again. Don't let Chinese software infiltrate the U.S. market. You know, make sure we're creating our own shit and, and keeping it domestic. You know, nothing against China, but, I mean, they fucked up. You know, they created a spy tool disguised as an app for kids, and it worked. Because people trusted it. And there were so many videos that they're just able to, to you know, just fucking pull the wool over people's eyes and disguise a spy tool as a app where you just watch videos for five seconds at a time. And then you end up watching a thousand videos a day because you're so distracted and you're giving up so much data. Interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just tough because there is a lot of shit going on, but people are also surviving. So it's hard to know everything. But who knows? Maybe when people start getting brain chips and shit and they just get all the information in their head. Oh, bro. Crazy decisions. When people start getting brain chips, they're going to start losing their own way of thinking. <laughs> then, you're really, then, yeah. then you're really going to be a scientist. Yeah, then your thoughts are really not going to be yours. All of a sudden, you're going to be walking, get an ad for fucking shaving cream and stuff. Pop you it in your head. Gonna be like, it's going to be like SpongeBob movie. The SpongeBob movie where... Uh, fucking plankton was giving out buckets to everybody and then everybody was putting them shits on and then he pressed the button and <laughs> there was an antenna in the bucket that just uh, took uh, over everybody's mind and shit like it's gonna be some shit like that where they just they install these chips into people and then next thing you know there's gonna be like a hundred thousand people with them on and they're just gonna press a button and it's gonna send those people into like overdrive kill mode or some shit um, yeah when when it's when it starts some to Skynet be more shit. when it starts to be more for fucking like, I understand for, for them trying to, yeah, when it's, I understand when it's trying to help people that have, like, this certain disabilities, that I understand. But when it starts to be more for people just to improve themselves or, or do this or do that, that's when it starts to look bad. What, any, any time of modification you do to yourself to improve yourself, that's not naturally, like, I'm not saying, like, working out and stuff like that. I'm saying when you either put something into your body or change something about your body, do surgery or do anything like that i feel then you're you're already going off the wrong path because you're you're yeah i get what you're saying. you're you're causing harm even if you know it or not and you're risking chances of this and that and then you'll start to get addicted like for, first it's gonna be the brain chip then it's gonna be the fucking uh the fucking silicone skeleton that they're gonna install in you and it's gonna be the fucking metal hands. The next thing you know, you're gonna be a fucking human cyborg. All like alter carbon. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be a fucking. You're gonna have jetpacks installed in your feet. I mean, that sounds fun though. That's the thing. As humans, like, I think that idea is so attractive. Like, fuck it. Like, why wouldn't I want to be Iron Man? You know. But you're right. It does do something to you in your mind. You know, and it creates a super. Like, fuck those people. If people start getting those type of crazy upgrades, of course they're going to turn around and look at regular people and be like, you guys are beneath me, I'm going to conquer you or some shit. Mm -hmm. you know? Imagine imagine some evil conqueror, but instead of them just being evil and having an idea, they're half robot. Imagine how fucked up that would be. And then you try to use a drone on them and they can hack into the fucking drone through their mind because they're a robot too or some shit like that. That would be crazy. That's a good movie. But I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, like we talked about the whole AI thing. We're, we're, it's going to get to a point where... Imagination. Yeah. It's going to get to a point where, you know, the AIs are going to realize that they're superior to us. And then yeah. it already, it's already it's shown through history. Yeah, it's already shown through history how when a superior being 
realizes that an insuperior being is 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 no longer what uh necessary, they eliminate them. We did it to the Homo habilis or the Homo erectuses or whatever Homo came before us, you know. Yep. And we fucking won the war, and now we're here, a few steps removed from chimpanzees, not too far, but you know we seem so much further. But who knows, you know, like you said before on the podcast, uh, time is like a blink. You, you know, the universal calendar is like a, a blink. Uh, or the time that we're living in is so small compared to the age of the universe, compared to the age of everything around us. So maybe we're, maybe we have a long way to go and we don't even know it. But of course, our imaginations can't help but skip a few million years because we just have the ability to think so far into the future with crazy things that we can imagine. But who knows? Like we we're saying, imagination. But yeah, um, so on that note, we're at about two hours and 11 minutes. So we're going to close out this episode you know i want to thank everybody for listening to our third installment of enter the matrix hopefully your mind is loaded hopefully you're thinking about what you're dreaming and remember uh before i get into the last words Sly, you got anything to say you want to give them a quote like you always do you want to give any parting words to the people yeah uh be more proactive and not reactive be more proactive and not reactive. Wise words from Sly. But yeah, so uh, like we were saying, dreams, consciousness, the imagination, lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis, a few things that we covered on today's podcast. Hopefully everybody enjoyed the conversation and this installment of Enter the Matrix with myself and Sly Darko. Uh, don't forget, next time you're dreaming, try to uh, read a clock or read a book. And let us know if it works. Comment below if you've ever seen the time or read a book in your dream so we could uh, debunk that myth. But, yeah, thanks, everybody. As you know, as always, on the bottom left, we have the social tags at In The Cut Global. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. That's on TikTok. On YouTube, if you're watching this or listening rather than you know it's on YouTube. So drop a like for me. I appreciate it. Leave a comment if you have anything to say about the conversation or any suggestions for future episodes. Uh, and subscribe if you enjoyed. Thank you. Also, we're on po- we're on Spotify now and Apple Podcasts, so check us out on there. Uh, tell everybody you know, ring the bells. All right, everybody, take care, be safe, and peace.